2: Hi, hi everyone! It's January the eleventh, twenty seventeen, eight twenty four p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, the guest speaker is good old Russ, who likes to uh, go over the uh, balcony.
3: <laughs> I, I can't talk. I don't know how to talk.
2: Okay, we have a question. Who? Who is Russ and what is his claim to fame? Well, we're not saying that's guess four. We're not saying Russ has a claim to f- to uh, fame. Yes, I do. Oh, go ahead, Russ. You got the
4: floor. I am the
3: I am the global head of the Glue Clux Klan. I hope people stick together. That's my claim to fame. That's why I make these calls.
1: You need to go to Todd Morris's call right now and talk about that.
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh I don't understand the question. What is my claim to fame? Um, does that mean do you want uh, information if I have five hundred straight victories and uh, zero losses? Um you wanna know um what what is he specifically asking for? I tell him what my claim to fame is. I don't I don't claim no fame. I don't I don't um I don't I don't claim no fame at all. I'm not I'm not famous. I'm not out there. I'm just like every every person out here that's an ordinary person like you and I. And my claim to fame is, if you will, is I've been I've been doing this for an awful long time. Been to numerous seminars. In my hometown, we had people come from all over the country that came to Cincinnati. I happened to be there at the right time. Sat at the feet of some of the people that were actually taught me what I know today. I went to. Um, Law classes with the um, the great Richard Cornforth, who was uh, from Oklahoma City. I took his class. cost me about $3,000, about intensive class, for two weeks in a row, five days a week. We were assimilating real court cases. They put us on the witness stand as if we were in court, and they drilled us. And that's where I found out how to answer questions properly and how to file the right paperwork using American jurisprudence and the statutes and codes in each state that you're in and they're called practice of pleading forms. That's my claim to fame. Other than that, I'm just an average average person like everybody else. I don't have a halo over my head. I don't have a crown of thorns on my head. I'm not bleeding. I'm not carrying no cross. So if you're looking for that, uh then you're you're mistaken. I'm not trying to be nasty, but that, that's me. Anything else? Voice from the tomb, no response. Yeah.
2: <laughs> what would you like to talk about tonight, Russ?
3: Well, I want to find out what the, the people on the phone, what do they want to talk about? They want to talk about what to do in court, what to say. Um, I'll give you a heads up on what to say, what kind of paperwork that you should be looking at in every state, what you should be looking at, what kind of books you should have in your possession right now to get you up to speed. Because if you do this and take action in the next month or so, you're going to be way ahead of the American people. I have a question. Yes.
1: Is it really
3: okay to say something in court
1: or at all or anything? Is it about, uh, is there such a thing as, uh, like, the second like, is there such thing as the second open mouth, they, they gain jurisdiction of you? Like, what's that all about, like, like in your opinion?
3: Well, I, I was like that, too. I, I used to think that way when you go into court and you open your mouth and you automatically give them jurisdiction. No, that's not true. There's a lot of patriot nonsense out there, and uh, I think a lot of people out there that call themselves patriots. I, I'm not going to denigrate anybody who who, who uh, goes out there with the common law stuff, goes out there with this, this, and this. I'm not going to I'm not going to denigrate them all. If they want to do that, I'm telling them that you are um, playing a dangerous game because you're 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 going into court, not knowing how to, you don't even know what you're dealing with, and you're saying things and putting paperwork in there. And, and to wonder why they're wearing Pac Man orange uniforms, breaking rocks, in a in a prison uh, gang, or in a uh, in jail, you are doing the wrong thing. So let's let's begin this way. The man, uh, the gentleman who just asked me this question, let's let's look at some things that uh, determining who are you. I mean, I gonna ask you a couple questions. Are you? Um, I don't know what state you live in. Do you do you call yourself a resident of the state?
1: Uh, not sure. Uh, I know I'm a. Uh... Hmm. I do. I do reside in in these uh, United States. These uh these United States. Uh, well, res- resident or not, you know, uh, I reside as best as I can. You know, yeah.
3: Well, that that's an innocent question. I think you're very truthful about it, and I and I appreciate that.
1: Yeah.
5: I'm
3: trying uh, that. And I, I don't tell. I don't tell. I don't go off the rocker by saying, "Ah, you're full of crap." Yeah, you shouldn't have said that. Well, thinking like yeah. that is going to get you. If you think like that, there's okay. nothing wrong with that. But there has to be some corrections of that. So there yeah, has
1: really to be to... a. So there has to be a yes or no, regardless of. Okay.
3: Well, I got yes, an answer for that yeah. too. Is that we gonna we got to we have to start this call up by asking ourselves who are we? What uh, people, a lot of people say that they are U.S. citizens, that they're, they're uh, a citizen of the United States, they're a resident, they're uh, a the Amendment citizen, they're uh, child of God, they're you know the embassy of heaven, all that stuff.
5: Oh, man uh,
3: when yeah, when you start going out there with that kind of stuff, the judge's gonna look at you. His eyeballs gonna rotate in the back of his head. He's gonna say, "Lock that fool up and give him a, a bowl of soup." Yeah. So when I go in there, uh, for instance, me, I know right now. It took me a long time to figure this out. I used, to, I used to, I used to beat this thing right over, you know, like a dead horse. Um, I'm American. I'm a U.S. citizen, citizen of the United States. And I said, wait a minute, let's back up a couple of steps here, and let's look at the word, the words that we that came out of her mouth. And do we understand what's coming out of our mouth? And we're quick to say that I'm a state citizen or a citizen of the United States. What well, do you got to look at the word citizen? There's nothing wrong with the word citizen. What the word citizen means is that you're subject to something. Now, if someone asks me if I am a U.S. citizen, I'll tell them no. And the reason why I tell them no because I do not have any documents in my possession, nor do the governing powers out there have any documents that declared my U.S. citizenship without my knowledge and consent. But right now, I can come in there and tell you that I am a, um, uh, what do you call it, a stateless person. If you look under the UN Charter on Article 1, there's a definition called stateless person. Or I tell them I'm a foreign national. Well, well, well what do you mean by that? Well, they say that where were you born? Here's, here's a question they're going to ask you to get you, and they're going to trip you up. They're going to say if you're not a U.S. citizen, what are you? What state were you born in? And they say that you were born in Pennsylvania, and you say that I'm from um, – Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, they say, aha, you're in the United States, one of the 50 states in the United States, so you, they make you a U.S. citizen. Well, here's what I tell them. They're going to ask me, where are you originally from? And here's my answer to that. I tell them, where am I originally from? is outside your jurisdiction. They're going to say, what state were you born in? In the state outside your jurisdiction. You see how I rolled it back on them? Hmm. See, let them answer their own question. If they're making the claim, make them answer it. Hmm. So I would ask them this. If they ask me if I'm a U.S. citizen, I'm a resident of the state of Pennsylvania, something like that, and I would tell them truthfully, I don't rightly know. Um, I, I'm, I am unable to answer that question because I need more validation, verification of your question. What are you, exactly, what are you asking me? Exactly. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to get you to say that you were born in one of the 50 states. and say, aha, we got jurisdiction because you're part of the United States. That's your opinion. I don't care. Cool. What I don't, what I don't want to do, is get into an acrimonious <clears throat> debate with them, going back and forth, going back and forth, hitting the ball over the over the tennis net. I'm not going to do that. What I do is put the onus back on them by ask answering their question with another question. Cool.
1: Okay, check this out, Russ. I got another goofy patriot uh, theory. I want you to help me clarify it too.
3: Lay it um, on me, big daddy. Just lay it on me. Um, I'm sitting back and
1: Okay. Now, instead of opening the mouth and then they, they gain jurisdiction down on you, supposedly that, like, when you make a statement, uh, that's, like, the same as a claim. You're making a claim, and supposedly that when you're making a claim, you're, you're, you're bringing a controversy, you're bringing the, a problem into court when you do that. I don't know if you ever heard of that.
3: I heard that, too. That's incorrect. When you make a statement, you're not making a claim. Okay. You're not making a claim. Uh, let me give you an example. You go to court. You got all your paperwork in front of you. Now, have you been in court yourself? Yes. Okay. When you have you do, do you when you go to the um, to talk to the judge, do you go through some kind of like a little gate? Or, or uh, I never
1: went. Yeah, I never went through there. That the the bar thing. Yeah, I never went through that. that in mean, order to that's talk to. him.
3: That, that, that's not a bar. Or whatever you know, that, that whatever that, that is. Not, that's, not a, that's not a bar. You can go through that. I I, I usually go there. And the judge asked me, do you want to cross the bar? I said, yeah, I want to cross the bar so I can get me a couple of drinks. Yeah. It, it doesn't bother me. Don't let that stuff bother you. It's, it's all symbolic. You, you go to the swinging doors like a saloon, and, then they, and they think, will let them believe that if you go to the swinging uh, gate okay. or, the, or this, this barroom gate, you're going to go into the bar and you're given jurisdiction. No. What, what I do is that uh, I'll give you an example of what I do. I have paperwork in front of me before I go into court. Uh, I'll give you a simple example. If I have a traffic ticket, the cop says, that little black boy, he went over 10 miles over the speed limit. I'm going to get that fool. I said, okay, I'll get the ticket. And I'll say, see you later. I'll see you later in court. So what I do in the meantime, I take the ticket, and I ask the, I ask the cop nicely, what district do you uh, work at? He said, well, I, just, well, I might just, I might just uh, drop by and say, howdy, duty. So he said, I'm in District 6, uh, 123 Butthole Street. So what I do, I take the ticket, make a copy of it, Go right back down and give it back to the issuing officer down at that station, whether he's there or not. Why? Because why are you holding on to the ticket? Aren't you acknowledging that you're going to have something to discuss? Yeah. So in the meantime, I prepare three documents. I'm going to give you a copy if you want it. Anytime that you, if they come after you and they're calling you alleged defendant, the first document that you have to file is an answer and counterclaim, because that ticket they're claiming that you committed a crime we don't have the evidence yet. We can't prove it, but we're going to talk, go into court and we're going to discuss it with you. And if you go in there and argue on the wrong side of the issue, they're going to nail you. So you get an answer to counterclaim. And then if there's a prosecuting attorney, I'll file what is called a uh, motion for a bill of particulars that's aimed at a prosecuting attorney. And I, the third document that's most damaging is the motion to strike and dismiss. We did that in North Carolina. I helped, I helped a group of people up here 12 weeks ago and beat the crap out of them. We went up there to court. And I told the guy, I said, I want you to listen carefully to so what I did. I schooled him what to say when they go into court, when they ask you how do you enter, How do you want to enter a plea. I said, say this word for word verbatim. So the prosecuting attorney, she was a nice little lady, and she got up there and asked uh, this gentleman, how do you wish to enter a plea? I said, repeat what I say. And here's what he said. Ma'am, I am unable to enter an initial plea this time due to the insufficiency of the pleadings of the plaintiff. On the on the charging instrument, in order for you, for more in order for me to frame a responsive answer, you should have seen the look in this woman's face. Oh, uh, uh, well, 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 but uh, well. calm, calm down, prosecutor, calm down. Here, here, just here, of kool cooling. Calm down. So they asked it again. So I said, say the same, say say the same thing again. So she got frustrated and asked three times. They guessed it gets that old. Knock three times. We said the same thing over again. So she got frustrated, and you know who's over, who was on our side? The judge. So the judge asked the prosecuting attorney, what do you want to do? She said, well, uh, I'm a little flabbergasted right now. I need more time. Excuse me, lady, who needs more time, you or the state? You should have seen a look in her face. Who needs more time, you or the state? So I told him, I said, in the meantime, I want you to call up there, and the weeks that followed, and there was no paperwork filed by the prosecuting attorney. So we went back up there 12 weeks later, and guess what? went up to the prosecuting attorney, and, and she said, uh, what's the disposition of the case? Oh, your case was dismissed. Now, when they do that, the first thing you have to do is go back down to the court and get what is called a journalized entry within the next day or so, because it will you got to get a journalized entry, with the judge dismissed the case. He's not going to tell you why. He just checks the box, dismissed, and you're out of there. So that's how we got him. So one thing about that, too, is... The judge is going to ask you some questions and here's what I do. He's going to ask my name. He said, Are you John Jones or something like that? I said, excuse me, Judge, before I can answer that question, the first thing you want to ask that judge, uh, is he a as is, is he a public servant? Yes he is. Excuse me, Judge, do you have an oath of office? Yeah. Another question when I ask him, did you um are you operating under any type of immunity? These are the questions that are not being asked, and when we do that, we we, we sink their ship on that. You gotta ask him. Are you operating under any immunities that I need to be aware of before we get started? Oh, what do you mean by immunity? Uh, Come on, Judge, I'm not that stupid. Are you operating under what is called a Foreign Sovereign Immunities Act? Did you know that that, that, the the, the public officials, there are three types of immunities? Let me me name them for you. Judges and prosecuting attorneys are operating on what is called absolute immunity. Police officers are operating under, um, uh, let's see, public servant immunities, the bailiff of those guys are operating what is called qualified immunities. Now, here's how I set them up. If the judge says, yes, I'm operating under absolute immunity, then right there I would tell him, for and on the record, I claim all prosecutorial immunities. You know why I'm going to claim that? Because they are are going to adjudicate a case based on uh, evidence or presumptive evidence with no uh, no factual evidence or factual uh, allegations with no evidence. Because it's all based on hearsay, so you destroy him on that. Awesome. So if the judge says, "Yeah,", yeah so if the judge asks you, and, "Are you Jerry yeah, Jones?" Yeah, go
1: God, I'm sorry.
3: He's going he's to <laughs> ask me, "Is your name Jerry Jones?" I say, "What is the relevancy of that question?" Do you live at One Eighty Six Bullshit Boulevard? What is the relevancy of your question? What he's asking you is he's trying to verify with you, which is called joint of issue. Are you agreeing with the fact that he has on his paper about you? Why would you do that? That's why I asked. Answer the question with another question.
1: Awesome. Hey, and by the way, um, <clears throat> so when I, so when I when I also walk into there like that, I'm gonna have a sense of all that stuff that you just said, like like in case they do that, and then I can then right away I can just test them on it because I'll I'll know that like like from my own heart, like that that that's what's true. Right.
3: right. Now what you want to do, you want to go in there as calm as you can, because what they're going to try to do, the, the whole court system is based on adversity, and it's based on um, what I call a ritualized form of terror. Don't go in there playing that game. Another question you want to ask them is this, excuse me, uh, your majesty, or I mean your judge, is um, is this case, is this court properly in session, or is it properly, is it lawfully in session, or has it lawfully been convened? And you want to ask that question. You know why I ask that question? Because if that ticket is based on uh, presumption of facts with no evidence, don't you think they're trying to adjudicate a case that has no evidence? Okay, right.
2: Bryce, you also you also end up mentioning about uh, the ticket. Uh, it has to have the reseal. Uh, I'm sorry, you, you you did mention that, but I also no no no, no reseal.
3: It has to be. All tickets have to be uh, have to be sworn in by oath of affirmation. There was a judge on TV a long time ago. His name was Judge. Right, right. We know that. Right. yeah. And he said, So I, no, I, the
2: I, officer yeah. actually with oh, any ticket or with any ticket, they have to have an affirmation.
3: It has to be has to be sworn by oath or affirmation. If it's not in law, you are not. That's why you got you got to get them on that. If it's not sworn on oath of affirmation, what what is that ticket made? What, what do they? If they haven't sworn the ticket on by oath of affirmation, what is that complaint? It is hearsay. So my yeah, because he they guys, can't be a witness. Well, well, here's what here's how they're going to get you. They're going to say we're going to call in the witness. Well, who's a witness? The police officer. Wait a minute. Was a cop in the car by himself? How in hell can he be a witness? He looked at himself in the mirror and said, "Hey, handsome." You see what you see? What they're doing, folks? They're they're playing games. You got to catch that right there. How in the hell can a, a cop be a state witness if he's if he's there by himself? He wrote a, he wrote something on the ticket that he himself cannot prove.
2: Well, that also goes back to um, the cop can't be a state witness. He can't. He can't. Correct. You said he can or can't.
3: There's no way the cop can be a witness. How can he be a witness Witness
2: to what? Right. So, therefore, he goes on the stand under oath and acting on the side of the state.
3: All right. He's on the witness stand. The prosecuting attorney uh, interrogates the officer on the stand. He says... He gets up on the stand. He says, will you swear to tell the truth, nothing but the truth, so help you lose your... I mean, God, excuse me. I had too much coffee. Now, does anybody know what the word swear means? What is the definition of swearing? Can anybody tell me? Go for it. Hmm? (laughs) Anybody can answer. What what does swearing mean? He's going to swear to tell the truth. So help me God! What does he mean by that? He's going to swear. What does swear mean? I
1: will effing tell the truth or so effin no, that's Ooh, that's not swear. That kind of bad
3: language brought made my pants fall down. Ooh, you cut that out. <laughs> uh, now look,
1: now now look, now look here. I say, look, all right. no. Well,
3: does anybody swearing know what swear is, means? Um... Well, I found the answer, and here's what book you guys got to get. I'm going to give you guys a little test. You can go down to the library or go down to uh, Barnes and Nobles, and these were the Negroes on hangout. Excuse me. It's called the of websters Dictionary and Thesaurus. It's the revised and updated edition. I'm finding all my answers in this book. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What nice. they say down North Carolina: shoot me, pappy, while I'm happy.
4: Yeah.
3: Now, what does the word "swear" mean? Swear means to make a solemn promise. Now, let's take that. Let's take that apart. If you swear to make a solemn promise, don't you think there's a loophole that word? They can tell the half truth, to make it look like it's the truth. Yes. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm a smart ass guy, so I'm going to sit back there. I'm going to watch the prosecuting attorney go to work on this police officer. So it's my turn. I said, "Well, thank you very much, prosecuting Sit your ass down. I got I've got to talk to this officer right now." Shoot, what you talking about, fool? So I get the officer and I said, um, "I said you did a splendid job, officer. I'm going to ask you a couple questions before we do that. Uh, didn't you? Did you not take an oath to tell the truth and nothing but the truth?" He said, "Yeah." I said, "Well, would you want to do it again?" But under this time, would you want to swear it under penalty of perjury pursuant to 5 U.S.C. 552 and under penalty of perjury 5 U.S.C. 552-A? That judge going to come down off the bench. Yeah, you, 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 you can't do that. Oh, really? What I just did, I just, um, I just destroyed that police officer because if he swore to tell the truth, but this time I'm saying, can you swear it again under uh, the penalty of perjury. The judge said, "You can't do that." Yes, you can.
1: Now, can uh, now can the judge or whoever was there can they can they test you by trying to trying to um, um, uh, uh, take something else from the USC that they might know that uh, to try to try to throw you off with it?
3: They can't throw me off. I, I know what I'm doing. I know they, they know exactly. When I go into court, I, when they hear me talk, they know I ain't bullshit, boy. They know they know me. Yeah, okay. watch out for that guy. He 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 he's got a reputation. He we gotta watch out for that guy. Uh, uh, I don't feel too good. Cool. You see what I'm <laughs> what I'm telling what I'm telling you folks. You, you the public, we have more power than they do. And I'm asking, I'm telling you guys, you'd be surprised how much power you really have. You just got to use it right. The judge would so that- say, we well, you- well, go ahead. So
1: the, two, so the two main things that you should learn uh, just to kick their butts in the court there is to learn uh, American Jurisprudence and USC.
3: Well, not really. What I would do is I'll have you go down. I want you to go on the Internet or you go down to the public library, or go to the law library in your state or maybe a college or university, go down to the library and, get, and talk to the librarian and ask to get the uh, the civil and criminal practice, uh, practice and pleading forms. You've got to get that because if you get – copies of those, you're going to be way ahead of people. That's why I kicked their butt in Cincinnati. I came back and used the same paperwork on them, and you should have, you should have seen the look on their faces. You you can't come in and use your own statute. I just did. Bye. So what I did, when, I, when they dismissed my case, I was so happy. I drank a couple of beers, and I uh, played my banjo, and I made a couple of Negro spirituals called, Lord, don't let the master hit me no more. I, I had a good old time. Thank you. How about that?
2: Hey. Okay, we- we have a question. Uh, Rodney oh.
4: Kay?
2: No. Oh. You are unmuted? Hm? Go ahead.
4: Okay, Ron Kay? Hey, I had to unmute myself. I thought
6: you, you would do it. Hey, Russ. Yeah. Good to hear you. And let me apologize. I had to hear that debacle Monday and. That uh, was ridiculous. You ran off. Good to hear you back. Still staying in there. On the Title Five that you just mentioned, hmm? and the other U.S. titles, I want... Uh, I'm trying to gather... The statutes, yeah. I'm trying to gather when, if any, are they applicable? Like, when we go down, let's say we... We, we have a contract or an agreement. The... Policy of the company or administrative code seem to satisfy that. So when would a U.S. title, as, as you mentioned, Title Five, even be relevant in, in a uh, traffic case when when what they do in court is usually considered sufficient for the court?
5: Okay,
2: Russ, hold on, Russ. Hold on, yeah. Russ. Russ is more into, um, I'm sorry, Rodney is more into the traffic Driver's
3: license
6: no. tags oh, plates. No, no. Oh no, that's what. No, we're doing that on a separate side. I, I'm more into the specifics. Like, isn't it administrative? Like my company, I'm gonna have rules or titles based upon the statutes that you know kind of resemble because they're really good, you know. But for my company or my home, my policy or my statutes would work fine. So what w- would a Statute like United States statute really only be applicable if you were not the entity the jurisdiction that they're claiming?
3: Uh, it depends on what the issue is. Um, are you are if you're coming in as a um a defendant or a plaintiff, um that that's why I would uh, I would that definitely be able so to answer uh, that if it depends on what side of the table you're on.
5: Yeah, because I often hear
6: about, the like, the tax code, though, is it Title 26? Yeah. But when you go down to the actual codes, uh, the, the 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 statute, the U.S. Code, uh, Title 26, only it's very limited. But when you go to the internal Internal revenue service, they make it look like it's applicable to every Tom, Dick, and Harry out there.
3: So, well, there's a way we slide I'll, on them now. Yeah, go ahead.
6: I'm just wondering when each statute from the federal, state, local level is applicable. Is it based upon the agreement that you sign?
7: No, really.
3: no.
6: Are they all applicable at the same topic? Can can you elaborate? It, it, Do you understand my question?
3: Yeah, and I'm going to answer that because sometimes it's all based on assumption and presumption. Just be I'm going to give an example about this. When you uh file a 1040 every year, what does that say about the person filing a 1040?
6: that you were paid federal income.
3: Okay, but there's a way... Well, uh, no,
2: actually it depends on what line you end up filling out, but go ahead, Russ. Well,
6: hang on. Hang on, let me talk... Let I me talk how was Russ, because this is good. So, Here, what's here's your opinion? Pay-
2: what
3: what? Here's what we did. We beat him in court. And guess who helped us fill out the tax form? The judge! Here comes the judge! He gave us a hint. He said, uh, well, you can go ahead and um, fill the 1040, but here's what we did. We figured out what he, what he was saying. He said, go ahead and fill your name out there it says uh, U.S. Individual Income Tax, or Individual uh, Taxpayer Form. You put your name in there, and you put uh, gross income, da-da-da-da, where the numbers are. Now, here's the trick what we did, and we, and we, we did this to the IRS, and I tell you well, we beat the shit out of them. Excuse my language. Every line that you put the numbers on, let's say, the, the first question, say, what's your gross? Well, the, well let's say you made, let's say uh, Mark made $110,000, but on that same line... You put fifth amendment right asserted. Every single line. Number one back in the court and gave it to the IRS. You should have seen the US attorney. This guy must have turned pink. I thought he was. I was like, man, what what happened? You can't do that. The judge looked at it and says, uh, the case isn't because he just answered your question. He just he filled out the form. They couldn't come after us. How about that?
2: Well, why wouldn't you end up filling out, I think it's line five, uh, gifts? And actually, that's the taxes that you end up paying.
3: Well, I wouldn't argue that. Just, just see what you want. Give them what they want, but yet you're putting you're putting a copy out on each line. That's how come they couldn't come after us. Hey, Russ. Yeah.
6: That's a good topic. I've seen uh, case law or opinions and court rulings. Yeah. To where, like, like if I am a government agent or someone who's paid by the government to go out and build the railroad, you know, back in the day, the railroad deal. If I take an oath and agree to be paid and work for the government, then yeah. their theory is that it's not only, not only in this instance, it's not a violation of the Fifth Amendment because you have taken an oath to uh, declare your income because you work for the government or you receive federal income. But right. for every Tom, Dick, and Harry out there with the private sector, there's no oath, there's no duty. That's the keyword duty to fill it out.
3: Thank you. you hit it right on the head yes. because you of the IRS agents. That's very good. Every statute they're coming after, I don't give a damn, but it's Title 26, Section 6331A, da da, da, da bullshit. They have, to, they have to tell you under statutory construction and the legislative intent, where is the known legal duty? And I ask them all the time, I beat your shit out of it every time. Where is the known legal duty within that statute and the construction of the statute and the legislative intent found in the Code of Federal Regulations under the table of content or what is behind the table of context. And I said, they said, what do you mean by that? Behind the table of context, what it means, that is, if it's not, it's not substantive. We beat their ass on that. Thank you.
6: One, one key thing, Russ, uh, I'm going to mute out. That's just good stuff. If people have a federal form now, a 1040 is a federal form. It's presumed you have federal income or you're a government employee somehow. Um mm-hmm. If, if you put down on there, let's say you make it up. If you give a false confession, let's say you only get paid like $2 all year. Yeah. But you put down – you, if you declare you made a million, then yeah. what you believe and attest to, you will be held accountable for. It's what you believe. In. And like they say, it's only a lie. if you.
4: It's not a lie if you believe it.
3: Yeah, but here's what they get you. If you look at the very bottom of the form, what does it say?
4: It's looking for federal income.
3: No, it's when you sign that document. There's a there's a couple words up there that nails you. Uh, I, I I would scratch it out. I said, I declare like to say pain. Yeah, I swear to the penalty that the facts herein are true, correct, and complete. I, I I don't I don't county well, of perjury. There you go. Why would you Why would you want to do that? Scratch it out.
2: Right, I do. Let
6: me, th- let me throw this in there real right quick for people who talk about taking oaths and everything. When something asks for your under penalties of perjury, or you just swear and take an oath. They're basically okay. saying we trust you. We trust you, and yep. we cannot we cannot disagree. If you believe what you say, we're not going to turn around and call you a liar. We're going to uh, we're going to uh, well, they call that in court. We're going to con- it's your convictions. Whatever you swear to is your convictions, and we'll convict you if you want.
2: But is, is, isn't it funny that they don't do that Pen- penalty of perjury?
3: That's they don't
2: sign right. anything like that. That's right. They don't even That's give a signature. If they do it's a scratch. And another thing they do where it says signature, they will print the name on the computer. It's not uh, signed. what?
3: You know what you can come after the IRS or anybody who said that you owe a tax? You know what you can come after? We talked, I talked to Colin about this the other day. You know what one of the biggest crime is called contributory negligence? There's a court case that you look at. It's called Buffum versus Barcelona down to 289 US 227 it says this. The of duty, actual or constructive under no circumstances are fiduciary obligations relaxed. Who do you think they're talking about? Them. How
4: about that?
2: Well, of course, they're always talking about them. That's
3: their codes. That's right. But see, the thing is they're trying to apply that. Now I said, excuse me, uh, do you have any factual evidence that the Constitution... Title Twenty Six applied to me simply because I'm um, I'm um, I'm physically on the land. They say yes. I said, How do you know? Because you're here. No, it didn't. I beat them every time on that. Excuse me. What factual evidence do you have uh, that you can swear in a penalty of purge that is true? They can't. Well,
2: that also goes back exactly, but that also goes back to um, <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: property tax. How they yes. end up having you as a resident. Everything yeah. is cousins. Yeah. I swear to God, they are.
4: i uh, got another question, if it's okay. Go
6: ahead. Well, this Internal Revenue Service or anybody, any company, that you don't have a, a, a contract with, if you don't sign any, anything, which most people don't, but they still get letters from the Internal Revenue Service, and they also receive in those envelopes uh, not, uh, the estimated amount and a, a return envelope, and it's a corporate uh, stamp, by the way. It's, a, it's not a personal man-on-man stamp. It's a business deal. And sometimes it's say not for private use, but in, they'll show an envelope to mail payment to. Now, tell me, isn't that what we call mail fraud?
2: That's mail fraud, but Russ, I'm glad you brought that up, Ronnie Kay, because there there is a difference between the black ink on that postal to the red ink. One. Um two well, sometimes normally when yeah. well, normally when they send you stuff there is never a OMB number. Well
6: you notice the return envelope requires a stamp. Their letter to you didn't. And another thing this is not for not for private use on the envelopes.
2: Correct. And in so the to pr- them,
4: it's a it's a corporate entity business deal.
2: Actually, I'm going to move out. I'm going to find something I have here. It was back to um, 1983, I believe. I'll move out.
4: I'll I'll talk to Russ if it's okay. Hey, Russ.
6: Yeah. When I I uh,
2: bought my car,
6: once it was paid for and the uh, owner released their lien or interest in it, uh, then... I had the ability to change, uh, transfer the information and title it my name, blah blah blah. Correct the record, if you will. So yeah. I'm wondering on pro- property taxes, when people actually do pay their mortgages and get no one has a lien or interest in it, is there a document or some way that at the county recorder's office you can actually go correct the record, just title only? Because they they consider it a business transaction, or if somebody still has a lien on it, and most people never go change that information, so it's still like a corporate commercial activity. Is there a way to change that so they cause take you off the tax so they can take you off the tax rolls, what I'm saying. Well,
3: that's what that's what that's what we're doing right now in South Carolina. We're saying how did what do we want to do before you do that? You want to find out how did they place that property, which is called real estate, real property, uh as um how how, we, how how who put that on the tax rolls? Because in North Carolina, there's a slip of paper that we found in Ohio also that says tax rolls and the clerk put the name of the person who owned the property attached. So I said, "Who?" I said, "Who gave you permission to do that?" They don't have no permission to do that at all. I, I said
2: think... they, they don't have the authority, and and normally with the tax that they end up putting in the court, it's just a notice, and the Not court to be just
6: the, so, sorry.
2: The court just files it without a, a judgment, without anything, court order. I know well, you let, and let let Russ and I, we disagree with that, but they just file it.
6: I want to help bring it home if I can, if I can understand it right. Hey, Russ, um, uh, similar with other stuff like a car, if you bring it from one jurisdiction to another, they want you to declare what's going on or the status with it, the ownership. So I think the county recorders, they kind of have a duty, like when somebody actually owns the land and where it's at, to declare it. And what they do is when they declare it, the county records it as kind of sort of unsettled. No one really has a claim yet. Like you have an owner, they have a lien, somebody else is occupying it and paying on it. And then once everything is settled, then someone can come forth and claim, hey, this matter is settled. I'm a settler. This is my property. But few people rarely do that. So it's still a taxable activity. It's an excise for, for using it. Until someone claims well,
3: it's, it's, it's uh, ownership. ownership, yeah. 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 Uh, let so me I'm just if wondering. To,
6: I wonder. I bet there's a form, or we'd have to look into it to actually go correct cool. that record, like like title only without registration. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. When um, when when the document is received by the county recorder's office, what does the county register? What is that office doing? What are they What are they now acting in the capacity? What we talked about it before with Colin about what capacity? Or the clerks in an office when you filed your property down? What are they? What what status are they? What 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 capacity have they made themselves when they took your piece of paper and recorded? What what do they? What are they now? What what capacity are they operating in now? Well, right, I'm not one sure thing,
6: exactly. Uh, let me, one let me thing throw in is that they do record liens. I think they're recording a lien. They can record. No, we're talking.
2: No, we're talking trust. about two different. We're talking about two two different offices. One you end up well, filing, and then the other office you have to go, and it it has to do with um, filing the paperwork to well, the
6: world. You might be correct, but let me throw it you this way. Watch what happens. When uh, you get a loan from a bank or you move to a new location, and someone's got a lien on a piece of property that you want, that lien and the deed are recorded. So the the recorder's office records the lien, who has the lien on it, and who is trying to get the deed at the same time, I think.
3: Yeah.
6: So they're recording lien. It's just for the public notice, so no one can come in and say, I own this whole, you know, territory, I own this land. It'll be on record to show that, who really has ownership of it. So oh, to it. Help yeah. avoid pirate, pirates and thieves right. coming in and claiming everything, you know. Uh, carry on. Okay,
3: what, like, yeah, the, the thing I'm getting at is that when you go down there willingly and unknowingly, you file your deed down there as real estate real property, what capacity are, is the office down there to the county, what capacity are they operating in now?
6: Notary public witness?
3: No, they're actually operating in – they are acting as custodians of records, that's what they are. See if look if you look at the logic what I'm telling what are you doing? They are they are they are custodians of records that they are led to believe that through their statute that is called real estate and real property. And I was telling uh, this young lady who actually called me to make this show is if you look at the word property, it means something. But if you take the word real and put that in front of the word property, then it kind of slightly changes the, the original definition of property. Just like when you use the word estate, it has specific defined, definable meaning. But when you put the word real in front of that, it changes the whole thing. It's color. It becomes colorable. So they're saying, I was telling this young lady today, that um, when you look at real property and real estate, what the definition is under their dictionary says, fixedness on the land. Well, no shit, because the house is fixed on the land, of course. And they tell me that you have a right just to, to put a, um, a duty, which is uh, what I call a direct income tax on property that doesn't even belong to you. And when you have a loan for the bank, the bank is telling you that if you do something, that they have first claim and first lien on the property. No, they don't. Because once you sign a piece of paper, which they did not, and the note was signed, the next time I do that, you do to have the bank do? I said, I'm going I'm to put my signature on this piece of paper, and I want you to put the words in red, paid in full, because I just paid for it, didn't you?
6: Let me, let me ask you a question on that. Now, I've heard some people talk about this, and I think it's applicable, especially when you look at artists, uh, music musicians. Mm-hmm. Now, Cheyenne's not a fan of Rob Ryder, but what about, instead of correcting the record, just re-record it?
3: Re-record it into what venue?
6: I don't know. I'm just uh, throwing it out there because you, okay, you, you well, can't change the
3: previous it. document,
6: but well, if you yes re-record it.
3: We found the answer to that already. we were doing it now. Huh. Uh, have, okay. you of, uh, Michael, um, have you ever heard of what's this guy's name? Michael. Have you ever heard of a lawyer down in Texas? His name is Michael Menz. Have you ever heard of the book called the Under the Underground Lawyer?
6: Yeah, you know I liked him at one time, but uh, he's kind of fishy to me now. But yeah, uh, he's I don't good know about though.
3: That. No, he's pretty damn good because he's authorized to practice law in thirty states, man. He's pretty damn smart.
6: Yeah, um, but a, if you observe it, he stays in the bar area. He stays in the, the what we call the legalese world. And he, I don't have a problem with He goes evil. after doers within his own business. Right.
3: Me. But what I'm looking at what I what I, what I got out of his book, he gives you a sample or a template how to write your own deed. That's what I do. We're writing our own deed. See, you, they're not going to correct the record. You have to. That's what we're telling you. When we say – we asked them in Cincinnati – did you correct the record? What do you mean by that? You go down and correct the record, and you and you go down there and file it, you're the one that corrected the record because they're not going to do it. They're operating under what is called municipium. Don't expect them to do that.
6: Most land today is uh, between another man or bank. You know, we usually buy it from somebody else. A few people rarely go out and actually uh, stake out land anymore. But yeah. thank God the state holds all territory within the state and just needs somebody to go out and make a claim or stick yeah. a claim and settle, settle it. But, yeah, mo- most problems today are between two parties, which the state usually tries to uh, yeah. make sure everything's equal and fair play, I think.
3: Yeah. Well, first of all, what you got to do is you want to – see, what what we do is what we're doing down here in North and South Carolina, what we're really nailing to the wall – and I'll, I'll explain to young ladies today – if you ask the right question, one of the questions you want to ask them through a foreign request – does the state to the county have any uh, claim uh, that they or have they filed unbeknownst to you? of what, what specific claim or lien do they have on interest in the property? Did you ever look at the word interest in a dictionary? Look at the word interest in the dictionary. I found out what it means. So my question, when you know, I asked this question two weeks ago, when you go into the courtroom, where is the court?
4: Is the bench, the judge.
3: That's right. It's the judge on that bench. It's got nothing to do with the room. That's called a court room. The focus of attention is that man or woman in the black robes that's trying the best to adjudicate a case that they may or may not win. So all my energy is going to be directed at two main actors. I'm going to look at the judge, and if there's a prosecuting attorney, if I court a record, fine. I want to court a record.
4: Let me
6: throw court something at you. Not okay. to be adversarial, but I do think that the county – recorder, and personnel, they do, as part of the trust, they do this in the absence of a king coming forth and claiming rights to something. So while the king steps out and goes away on a trip or may be dead, the trust, you know, that he everything goes into a trust called the state or the county, okay, and that's what, they're, that's,
3: what so they're what over,
6: that's what they're overseeing until the king right, returns. Right, okay, but do you, know how to
3: get, do you know how to get access? If that, if that theory is somewhat correct, how do you go out there and get that information?
6: <clears> hmm. <throat> Oh, we could go on out with that one. I don't know. What's no, your opinion? No, it's
3: very simple. It's, it's very simple how to do that. You, it's very simple. You got what I do. I put my Sherlock Holmes hat on and put my little spyglass out there. I'll make four requests and I go down to the county administration and then I do a four request pursuant to the uh, uh, Public Records Act in each state and ask him specifically: as is, is you are you operating under a trust and where is the trust that I could take a look at it? Uh, if you have some kind of a secret trust, are you operating under a type, uh, type of trust? That um, that are you maintaining some type of a level of secrecy from the public that you know, that you're not authorized to do? I want to get your answer. What about this
6: angle? To set them up? now if you if somebody's being very noisier in the background. If you go to them and you've got a piece of property, it's all yours, paid out right, only you have an interest in it, and you want to correct the record to be taken yep. off the tax roll, and yep. they refuse to, then you then I think you've got a claim. Then by what right? You know, do you have to tax an activity that's not, you know, that's private? You know, what do you think?
3: Well, if if, if they don't respond, what we're getting them on is called knee hill dissent. So what we do, we're going to um, a civil, it's a civil case. You file a civil action against them. And when I was telling someone down South Carolina, they said, well, how do you do that? I said, well, if you go on the, um, uh, that's why I like the Internet so much. I use the Internet, and you get templates where I found out where, how do you do a civil complaint with uh, counts. Do you know what a count is?
6: Yeah, it's just someone who adds stuff up, tally stuff up. Yeah.
3: Well, it's, more, it's much more than that. So, uh, an example would be um, John James. Um, we're gonna. Well, I'm gonna write the complaint. That here comes like
5: a parish,
6: a parishioner. Uh, it's almost like a church kind of deal.
3: Well, what, what you're gonna do? You're gonna make a. Uh, you're gonna make. You're gonna file the, the complaint with a claim. Say that the claim is that he committed, let's say, first degree murder. Count one would be first-degree murder with a weapon. Count two would be count well with a with murder with the intention to kill or to or to uh, commit murder, and then you go on to say what those are called specifications. And if you look at it closely, it's very simple of how you write a civil complaint with the uh, you you make the claims with the counts with specifications. And if even, even if you go on to YouTube, there's so much information out there to how to how to what to say. It, it already tells you what I've done. I took I took a lot of notes, got the paperwork. Put in my files. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to roll down the assembly line, but this it's already done. That's why people should take an hour or two, maybe a day, and just uh, look through the internet. Uh, I was telling this young lady today, uh, look at uh, look at if if, if uh, she needs more time. I said, well, what do you do? Well, you want to file a uh, what is called a motion for enlargement of time, which means you need more time to formulate an answer. So they say, well, how much time? Do you need? I need another two weeks so I can formulate. I can get all the paperwork done. So I can formulate a correct response to your claim. That's and he'll give it to you. Hey, That's Russ is point.
6: telling the people right. If anybody hears this now and the uh, yeah. recording later, I, really? I, I was inquiring of my county recently. And I said, "Look, you got all these rules and regulations, but I just don't. That just doesn't suit me. Here's what I want to do." And the yeah. lady was at the county was like, "Well, let me transfer you to our. This is no joke. Title forty two division, and it's yeah. a, for civil matters." Yeah. And once I was transferred over, she says, "Hey, look, if if these codes or if somebody's, you know, doing something that's violating your rights or causing you harm, and telling you you have to do so this and that, follow, all you got to do is make a civil complaint, and we'll get right on it."
3: There you go. They'll, they'll, they'll give it a template.
4: All right. In honor of uh, Aquila, keep it moving. This is good. I like this.
3: So if you look, if you if you if you go if you Google, it, one of my favorite documents is called "Emotion Eliminator." Do you ever see one of those things?
4: Oh hey Russ, this is Roddy. I was uh, muted out trying to be respectful. Cheyenne still there?
3: Anybody else have a
6: question or comment? Russ is on a roll.
3: Look! Look at! Look on the temp. Look at! Look at this called a motion in limine. Uh, L i m i n e. That means uh, in Latin it means at the threshold. It is a beautiful document. It sets everything up, and what it is, it it, it constitutes an, um, um, a preemptive strike on the prosecuting attorney even before this individual gets in court. If you know how to use it right, it's almost like punching him in the stomach. You're taking the wind right out of him. Like that, that that prosecuting attorney is going to be walking in court out of air. Oh, it, got, it just hit my stomach. It it destroys. Anything they intend to bring into court. civil Criminal matters are very good, too, because what I do is uh, you want to get a motion for production of documents. If the prosecuting, even so much as um, withhold document, that is called a Brady violation, folks. You, you nail them with their own statutes, but we get them every time. Excuse me, Judge, uh, the prosecuting attorney, we gave them a motion to production of documents or subpoena dukes take them, and the judge, uh, the prosecuting attorney, didn't do that, so we're going to file what is called. A um motion for um uh, what's called a uh, um what do you call that um uh, that you're forcing a prosecuting attorney to do that it's um motion for contempt so you've got to file that you got to put a motion for contempt against the prosecuting attorney. It works all the time. Well, let, me
4: throw time. A, let me throw
6: an idea for you and others who, who have experienced this and want to try it. Once everything's settled and paid for, like your house and your land, nobody holds a lien on it, you hold it out right, you get the receipts you yeah. you got the sandwiches and the ice cream stains to prove it. Yeah. How about just approach the county uh uh tax assessor or whoever you know handles the property tax and say, I would like a uh, record of assessment and, or, or change I would like to change the status, you know, taking off the tax road it's no longer yeah. uh, it's no longer out there in limbo, where nobody has an you interest have but me. Do that. That's right. And then if it, uh, I think it's what Steve uh, Orlando Steve uh, called a CITUS, and on that record of assessment, when they have to go out and physically see what's being sold and taxed and commercialized, if if they didn't do that and there's nothing out there, they would have no reason to fill that whole uh, assessment out and charge you anything.
3: That's right. You're on the right roll because uh, you're, you're the only one that has to. You have to. You have to take. You have to make the initiative because the state's not going to do that. They're in the business of, um, of regulation, and taxation. You got to take it out of their jurisdiction, folks, which they never had in the first place.
6: Oh, and guess what, Russ? On all the uh, t- uh, Internal Revenue Service paperwork that I've ever seen, where they just merely mer- mail a scary letter to people, the if you read the statutes, without a record of assessment they don't have jack crap on you. And they never, never show a record of assessment. Yeah.
7: Uh, good
5: evening. Can,
7: I, can anybody hear me? Yes. Oh, hello there, Chen. Hello, everyone. This is uh, um, My name's Ben James. I've been asked to call into the show uh, for a couple of weeks now. I've had a few problems, but I've finally managed to get on now. So um, is oh, there anything you want to... Sorry. Is oh, this Ben. No, Ben
2: James.
7: Ben James. Yeah, I'm from I'm, f- I'm from I'm from London, England. Oh,
3: um, gotta watch out for these guys. Hey, Russ, <laughs> and
6: Cheyenne. Uh, too I want to you get your opinion. Russ and Cheyenne, I want to get your opinion. I've been wanting to hear Vin James talk a little bit about pseudo legal arguments uh, yep. with with Go the ahead. accent that he the, with the accent that he has. Do you think he needs to back away from the uh, phone maybe a half an inch? So I can understand it. it. It's English, but it's just coming in real strong.
2: Yeah. Okay, Russ. Uh, this okay. is the this is the one guy I want. I wanted you to hear. I think you guys are both on the same topic. Go ahead, Vin. And I'm I'm uh, I'm so happy that you're on the call.
3: Okay, but Ben's got to do one thing before he starts talking. He has to give me a banger.
2: Okay, Russ. Stop it. Sorry.
3: He has to give me a banger. Right. Stop it. He knows what it is. <laughs> he knows what that is. It's uh, nothing nasty. It's food.
5: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah,
3: it's food.
7: Is right. it a banger? Yeah. Oh, you mean a? Oh, well, yeah, okay, Ben. Vince, Vince, Vince go ahead. Russ, really, you need some ready. bread. Um, yeah, she got some. Boy, she got yep, a dirty one. mind, don't
3: she? she? Got a dirty old mind. Bro,
2: okay, okay I'm, I'm going to mute you, out man. people. I'm going to
7: mute out people. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, well, what it is, is, is I've, I've come on the call because uh, a lot of the groups that I'm in at the moment
4: how people are supposedly meant to deal with adults.
7: And, um, it's just the fact that obviously this stuff isn't working for people and I've got a, a bit of experience myself dealing with uh coal lamps and especially people that have tried to use this stuff over in England and they've come unstuck, you know, they've found that, you know, this stuff just gets thrown out of court, they they a lot of the time they end up in a lot more trouble than they originally started off in. And um you know, I think people just need to wise up to this stuff a lot more because they're not although it sounds good to them. You know they they've got a, um you know it's the way a lot of these gurus tend to come across you know it sounds very plausible and it sounds uh, uh, credible to people but you know it's once this stuff actually gets put into practice and just just for, for example something that I've talked about a lot on some of these groups is when Collins came over to England to help a chap out of the case supposedly the case did get dropped against him but I don't think that had an awful lot to do with whatever Collins had done but um he ended up coming over, claiming that he'd, he'd gone into the High Court in London, stating that um, there was this secret room that he'd found, that so didn't have a number on it, but apparently if you found this room, there was there was a judge hiding away in this room where you could take cases and get them listened to on Queen's Bench or under common law or whatever, and um, apparently this was something that was being kept hidden from the public, you know, and um, it all just, just turned out to be a lot of nonsense. Um... And it seems to be that Collins Lentz likes to sensationalize everything that he's done or has ever been involved with. And, you know, that's just one example of, of just a lot of the nonsense that he appears to talk about at the time. Okay. This, I'm going to stop is,
2: you from there. Okay. I don't want to hear about Carl Lentz. I want to hear about your success. And I think um, you and Russ have a good bit in common. I could, I could be incorrect.
8: I'd, I'd
1: like to hear to... more about Carl Lance. That'd be fine. Yeah, well, nope. I Carl I
2: don't want to hear rise.
1: about it now. One more Carl Lance's lies, please.
4: Sorry?
1: Yeah, Carl Lance lies a lot. We're, we're pretty aware of that, Corey. We've got so many people coming in. We honor
7: the
4: hosts with. Thank you very much.
7: Yeah, but I mean, with with what I do in court, I use what's called Sir Cracks. You know, we go into court and we ask for facts. And the one that's influenced me the most, and one I've learned more from in terms of dealing with the courts, is a chap called Mark Stevens, which is something you may be, may be uh, aware of. Um, and I've basically followed his approach in dealing with the courts, and it has proved successful. I've had cases kicked out for myself. I've helped other people get cases kicked out, but i spend... A lot of time helping people out on cases where they're following these other gurus you know colin or rob Menard or or dean clifford or whoever else yeah, is it's the flavor of the month and these are the people that i end up helping more often than not because they're getting themselves into more trouble by following a lot of these uh silly little ideologies and i mean i heard you talking earlier about you know the state's case and things like that you know See, that's the problem when you're walking into court. If you're going to walk into court and start arguing with them about what the state is doing or is and isn't, you're totally you're missing the point. It's down to the prosecution to prove that the state has a complaint against you to begin with.
5: There and you go. ask them
7: for evidence of that. Yeah, but, you know, like I say, it, it doesn't exist. It's just a concept in people's heads. The state yes. is real.
3: Yes, you're right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I would like to have
2: this call on uh, on him and you, Russ. you guys uh,
4: agree
7: anyone like,
3: like to ask me? He's absolutely correct because he said that the, it's, it's saying the same thing I said. The body politic is a is <clears> a <throat> is a conception it's a conceived in the minds of men that it has no physical presence at all. And he's right about that because when you He's right. You don't want to go in there arguing. When I do, when I go into court, I put myself in neutral. I'm not going forward. I'm not going backwards. I'm answering their quest with a series of other questions. Yeah. So he's right. The, uh, they, they're coming into court with allegations uh, based on facts with no supporting evidence to in order to uh, obtain a conviction. There is, therein lies the problem. So once you in America, what we do is we, ch- we challenge the subject matter of jurisdiction, the subject of what they want to bring in the court to adjudicate. There's so many flaws in there because it's based on presumption and what we call prevarications, which is allegations only that have no evidence. Involved. There's no basis of any evidence to support their claims to, uh, to, in order to proceed to a conviction. You know, it's, it's called a flawed legal process, and that's what they're operating on. They're operating on nothing but hearsay.
7: So, yeah, like that's basically on point, yeah. Um but you know, it it's yeah, you know, I I mean I've heard, I've heard other people on these
1: Just correct the, the record shows. though, you know, like I'm here for a there. I wanna I I wanna help that matter, I wanna pay the debt, whatever, you know. Why do I want to challenge yeah, everybody, you know?
7: Yeah, but that's the thing, I've heard people coming on these talk show shows talking about uh, yeah. well I want a court of record then if I'm gonna be on the truth of the matter is no no such thing exists. You know, we, we don't have things called courts of records. That was something we maybe had in Edwardian times 500 years ago. They simply don't exist no more. I mean, when we have a court of record, what it means there is is that simply the the, the proceedings are being recorded either through an audio device or
1: it's being right, written there. Right. With a I don't just so that, mean like court. court I don't just mean actually. like court. I mean like, like the record in general. Everything has been recorded. You know, like once it's on paper, that's the record. First that's record. the record itself. Transcript. Yeah,
7: trans- it, yeah, yeah, transcript.
1: Yeah, transcript. Yeah. 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 But you
7: know, I mean people start start throwing all these fancy words about, trying to make it sound like the cult is this is more than it really is. And all, all it is at the end of the day is just a group of people pretending to be that. They're just pretending to be 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 a cult. That's that's what they call themselves. It's the same with people in government. There is there is no government, it doesn't exist. Same as the state, it doesn't exist. It's just a group of people who call themselves that. That's what you've got. And you know, this is the thing when when you're challenging in court. You know, you've got to stick to the facts of the issue and there's no point arguing about about any of this stuff with them. If you do have something to to, to state yourself, um, then make sure you've got the evidence to back it up yourself. Make sure you've got the facts to back that up. And this is the approach, like I say, generally what i take in court. So, you know, it's... The, the biggest problem I have with a lot of this stuff, though, is, like I say, a lot of these... Pseudo legal gurus, as I call them, who are still running around, especially Cole lamps, who still seems to be doing the rounds uh, even there, even after you know a few years now of him pretty much being debunked and and shown to be a fraud um And yet people are still believing this stuff that they're they're talking about, you know, about when you walk into court and you don't don't call your children children, you call them property, and the moment you use that magic word, that's it, now the court is going to know what you're talking about and they're going to restore your property and all this stuff. You walk into court dehumanising your own children that way, they're going to think you're in that case. That ain't going to help you, walking into court saying stuff like that. You know, so it's a matter of, you know... See what, what what this all comes down to is this isn't about going into court and being able to argue your case. This is going into court and being able to effectively challenge what they're bringing against you. There you go. And you that's do that it. through some cracks. And you need you needed the you needed a fair degree of of critical thinking skills, and that yeah. is a skill set, and that's something yes. that most people don't have. And it's not enough just to know a few fancy words or a few fancy phrases to go into court. You've actually got to be able to think logically and rationally and if you can't do that then you'll probably you know you're probably going to lose because their entire system is based on fallacies it, it's built to accommodate every type of fallacy and every type of irrational you know concepts out there
3: it's also based on a- right it's, a- it's based on adversarial uh, relationships also that's what they, they thrive on adversary <laughs>
7: Yeah, if you've got an adversarial case, it simply means somebody is accusing you of something. You've got yes, to have somebody who's yes. an injured party and somebody who's the one being accused of causing that injury, and that's it. That's all adversarial really means. Right. So it doesn't matter if it's a traffic ticket you're being accused of, a speeding mm-hmm. ticket or something something more serious. Right, but these, words,
1: but these words are foreign to me, uh, Foreign to me, like they're unknown to me, like adversary. Like, what, what the hell is it But adversary? You know, I, I just want to... I just want to go into court, you know, take care of whatever's going on, you know, with my own normal English, common sense words. I don't know all these fancy schmancy words. I don't want to use that, you know. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm living day hey, to day. That's the thing. And it's not not a common law thing. It's not a Carlin thing. It's just common sense. It's just you know the stuff. There's no need to talk like that in the court. I don't know why they believe that they got to do that. It, it, it's stupid. It's really stupid. Just, just talk plain English. Just yeah. talk plain English.
7: Yeah, I mean, me this whole thing about... Sentence,
4: please? Sorry, sorry again. Yes, could you allow the man to finish his sentence, please? Okay, sorry, was someone asking me a question? Yes, would you finish your thought, please?
7: Um... Yeah, it, just something else I was going to mention was was this whole idea that everything is legalese when you walk into court as well. You know, they use this this secret hidden language in that, and and that's complete nonsense as well. That isn't the case. That isn't what legalese actually is. You know, legalese is is what's known as a what's the word for it? it it's it's called excessive language. Lawyers and.
4: To um. Oh okay. Am I um can anybody hear me now, am I on mute? Okay, sorry. Someone else go ahead a minute. I I think I'm muted out.
7: No, go ahead. Oh sorry, okay. Um yeah, so like i say this this whole thing with with legalese all legalese is, is just excessive language it's just um even the courts themselves and, and lawyers themselves don't like don't like uh, this whole whole idea of legalese they even started a society uh, many years back called the, the plain english society and it was to basically try and rid the courts of sort of legalese in the sense of them saying, look, you know, a lot of the time, there's a lot of unnecessary language and unnecessary fancy words that get used in court. It's it's totally ridiculous. We don't need it. Let's just get back to plain English. And that is generally how all courts are meant to work. And that's the same for the American courts and the English courts. I don't know. I don't know as much about courts in other parts of the world, especially if anything to do with Europe. But um, you know, this is something that they they. They even despise themselves, this this whole concept called legalese. So this is another myth that gets, you know, uh, thrown about by these gurus is that this is all to do with legalese and all to do with certain definitions of words. And something we, we keep getting, again, with people who keep trying to promote this, this type of thinking is... Sir, how long have you lived in the United
1: States? Sir, how long have you lived yep. in the United States? How, how long, long
7: have you been in? in the United States? I've never, I don't live in the
1: United States. Well then, what? Well, what are you doing? You know, the one we were talking about promoting—you uh, know—promoting you know, promoting our methods of uh, of court like that. Then come on now, and and because Cheyenne, do me a favor. Do me, me a favor, Cheyenne. People. Stop, stop muting me out because of, you know we're trying to clarify here. You
7: know. yeah, because I've helped many people with court cases in America, and I've actually sat in and listened for, listened to cases on live feeds. Where the language and the the type of litigation that's taking place is almost exactly the same as what I see taking place in the English courts. So I've got a fair bit of courtroom experience myself. I'm not just getting this stuff off the internet and repeating it like a lot of people do. I've actually got quite a few years of experience now dealing with the courts, and I'm still dealing with them now on a on a you know, reasonably regular basis where I'm helping people out with cases. And, I'll probably do about fifty percent my country, my part of the world, and fifty percent uh, in America, because being part okay, of the most no state project myself.
2: Do you have a comment?
4: But since then, go ahead if you want to ask me something. Well, Ronnie K had a question. Running the cake, yellow head. I'm still at work. Carry on. Sorry
2: about that. All right. Russ. Uh, Do I, you like have
3: say, anything? In England, <clears throat> like in England, they say it's, jo- it's all jolly good. I'm, I'm, in, I'm, in, uh, I'm having a good time listening to this young man. I, I can't get over his accent.
5: <laughs>
3: I love it. I'm going. to go over there and I'm going to
7: bike him a cake with a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <clears throat> yeah, but um, like I say, I've I've spent a lot of time helping people out in in the American cults as well, and because I'm part of the No State Project, that is predominantly American in anyway. Because Mark Stevens is is the one who who you know got this got the ball started on that. Great um, guy. and he's from he's from Arizona.
3: Yeah, great guy.
7: Yeah, he is. Yeah, and you know, he's
3: I, I, from, um, from New York.
7: That's right. Yeah, yeah, and then he moved out to Arizona and had his family, and he's pretty much mm-hmm. been there ever since. <coughs> but yeah, I mean, he's written two books on this subject now, and I think he's pretty much surpassed any other guru that's been out there. Um that's the Legal Land. Yeah,
3: yeah. I, I'd recommend it,
7: everybody reads it. You know, and, yes. and instead of listening to these these led types <coughs> and. Ben Clifford and everything else, you know, they've really got to get stuck into this. The the problem is with the Colts is everybody's looking for this kind of... uh they want it handy to them on a plate. They want this, this, this magical process or ceremony or ritual that you can use in cult, And all your troubles are going to go away. And that's the type of thing that Cole Lentz and other gurus tr- try to make people believe, that you can just go in there and say certain words and so- or use certain phrases or use certain magical paperwork and all your problems go away. And that isn't how cult's work. Cults are Kafkaesque, And um, if you don't know what that word means, just, just look it up because that's how they operate. We're not dealing with rational, logical, fair people at the end of the day. When you walk into court, the, the, the fact that you've simply just been accused of something, they've already got, they've already got you convicted in their head. You know, you're not walking in, you're not going to get a fair hearing. That is the only thing I can guarantee with anybody walking into a courtroom. And I don't care what you've been accused of. I don't care if you're as guilty of sin or you're just being arbitrarily accused of something. You will not receive a fair hearing. That's guaranteed. That's easily provable. When it's the state attacking you, who does the judge work for? The state, correct? Same with my part of the world. They call it the crown the crown's bringing a claim against you who's who's on the payroll of the crown the judge sitting in front of you how the hell are you going to receive a fair hearing under those circumstances that alone should be enough to prove to people that you know it's a rigged game but it's it, but it goes even it gets even worse than that when you actually start trying to challenge the case and fight him you start asking him questions one of the most basic questions we ask is, where is the evidence to prove that the law applies to you just because you're physically in a given location?
3: There you go. There you go.
7: Yeah, and they can't do it. And it's the same with a presumption of innocence. Ask them if you presumed innocent. And then ask, the, and they'll usually say yes. That's just the public relations at, at play there. But you ask them then, where is the, am I presumed innocent of every element? Now, what we what you mean by that is is that if they're going to presume you innocent, they have to presume you innocent of every part of that accusation that's being brought against you. So, if you're being accused under a statute of some sort, so it's the Road Traffic Act or whatever, then they they cannot assume or presume that that, look, that that actually applies to you until the prosecution brings facts forward proving it does. And it's not enough just to simply slap a book in front here and say, well, there you go, it says so in that book. It goes beyond that. It it's, it can't just be based on the say-so of words on a piece of paper. It has to be proven to apply, you know, the how, while, where's and when's all have to be brought into consideration and they all have to be proven. And this is the thing. If they're going to presume you innocent, then they have to presume that that law doesn't apply to you. And what do they always say? The law applies to Everybody. You know and and that's the problem because if if that's the attitude they take before they've even um got you in that courtroom well then that's an element a very significant element of the accusation that's being brought against you that they're not considering and they're not considering you innocent of it, so therefore just that alone proves that they' not uh, proves that there is no presumption of innocence, it's only on a very limited uh scale on how they presume on, on what they might presume you innocent. And um and it's the same with jurisdiction as well. They have to presume that they don't have control over you, which means they don't have jurisdiction. They may have jurisdiction in terms of subject matter jurisdiction, which simply gives them the ability to listen to the complaint, but that's it. They can't act any more beyond that. And then you have personum jurisdiction, which is personal jurisdiction, which is jurisdiction over the person in front of you. You know um and it's things like that so all of that comes into play and this is what people aren't going into court and challenging them well you know what with what we teach people on on the No State project this is how we teach people to go about challenging it but these gurus never go into all that they don't understand it like they they sometimes say yeah go and challenge jurisdiction but they never talk people through it they the thing is with, with what mark does is Everything that he shows people, he lays it out logically and rationally why he came to that conclusion and why it is the way it is, and that's why you get and that's why you go about challenging it the way you do. But the thing is, is with these other gurus, they never explain the logic or the reasoning behind it. They just state it as if it's fact, as if it's true, or because I read it out of a dictionary, or because a you know a definition says so, and that's all they run with. And it the, the only source of their Uh, their claims is either themselves or it comes from a dictionary. There's nothing else behind it. They can't actually walk you through it rationally why they came to that conclusion. You know, and like I say, when Marx says uh, he doesn't believe there's facts proven the law applies to anybody, well, well, what, what brings you to that conclusion? Well, what brings you to that conclusion is the law is just simply somebody else's opinion. That's all it is. That's factual. You can prove that very easily. How do you know that? Because a group of people who call themselves lawyers claim so. so and, and and there's even case law in the US that claims and i use the term US light you know, li- lightly, you know, in, in in commas if you like, because obviously the US doesn't really exist. But the thing is is when you come to that uh that realisation this is just an opinion, and like I say, the courts have admitted this themselves with with US case law that says um a statute say is the written one of the opinion of a legislator. So, it's just somebody else's written will and opinion. That's all it is. Now, you have to go from their written will and opinion and now prove it created some sort of obligation on you or it became binding upon you. And how do they do that? Well, at the end of the day, cut away all the nonsense. They simply just force it upon you. That's all they do. There is there is no, uh, there is no, There are no facts proving the law applies to people because all it really comes down to is they simply just use violence and coercion to make it apply to you. And that doesn't create valid obligations. That's somebody just simply using force against you. And that's it. That's all the law is. Just an opinion that is violently imposed on people. Now, they don't want to admit that in court because that kind of gives the game away. But that's how you have to go about challenging it. Why? Because those are the facts. That's the truth of it. At the end of the day, and that's why you go about.
1: I'm sorry. So that's just. So you were saying it's just like a. So really, it should just to be taken as a guideline, right? So I shouldn't. So so none of us should really like take it seriously. You would just the whole thing, like that, like like we're speaking about today, is just a guideline, really, right?
7: What What a law? Yeah. Well, it's not even that. It is just somebody violently imposing their opinion on you. The thing is, don't get laws mixed up with what's moral and what's ethical. They are completely two different worlds apart. What is considered moral in in legal land is what's known as uh, moral relativism. It's a form of moral relativism. That's what it is. That's, That's how they define their morals. But objective morals the sort of morals we live by all our life, you know, where we obviously just, you don't go out of your way to hurt people if you can do it and you don't, you know, you don't steal from people, you don't defraud people, you know, you be honest in your dealings with people and you give people you know, all their due credit. That's how moral, that, those are the morals, the morals and ethics we objectively live by day to day for the vast majority of us. But when it comes to what a lawyer wants to define as moral or right and wrong, they're two completely separate things. So you shouldn't even look at laws, anything that a lawyer cooks up as a lawyer as being any guideline for anything because they're not basing it on anything objective that it's purely a subjective point of view and even if they bring out a statute that says you're not allowed to thieve everybody knows what a crime is in is and is, is of itself because a crime is crimes are defined in, into two categories even lawyers do this they call them either malum in say or marla prohibitum a marla prohibitum crime is what's known as statutory crime. It means it's only a crime because a lawyer says so. Okay, that's that's what a statute is. the written when an opinion of a legislator. Whereas a mala prohibitum crime is what something that's known as a crime in and of itself. By its very nature, it's criminal or it's it's harmful. It's damaging. It creates a victim, and that's usually crimes like murder, theft, fraud. And you don't need a piece of paper telling you that's a crime. People automatically know it's a crime because that's, you know, something that interferes with somebody's life, liberty, and property irrespective of the opinion of a lawyer so the, the 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 law that people should give credit to and take notice of is what we we consider mala in say and not mala prohibitum because mala prohibitum could be any old bloody nonsense a lawyer decides is a law so has anyone else got, got a question
3: yeah, Russ, are you still on? Yes. I'm baking them. Okay. English, I'm, baking, I'm baking them a kike. You are? I'm baking my a kike, yes. I'm baking my a cake. with some blokes, also.
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> do you agree or disagree?
3: No, so I think he's oh, quite just, on point. I think like him you? and I are on the same page.
2: That's that what I page. thought. That's why I wanted to get you two together.
3: Well, uh, he mentioned Cheyenne. Me he he, he, he Cheyenne.
1: Diane? So, yes Yeah, my, it wasn't my intention to do you know to, to be a, a intrusive or abruptive but uh it's just uh um, just I, I just had a hard i i just had a hard time i understand too much of there so when you come you ought know, to had to do that though come back in so it wasn't uh, uh you know um free, uh what was I forgive me for uh you know for the, you know, what you believe to be disrupting but i just it just it just you know And uh, do you know what I'm saying?
2: No, I don't. I'm going to meet you out.
1: Uh, Before you do, before you do, I need to let you know something.
2: Yes, please.
1: Please don't meet me out. Please,
5: please don't, please
2: don't meet me out. Okay. All right. Okay, Russ and then I thought you, you two were on the same page.
4: I, I'm well, hoping I, I was I correct. See, yeah. Yeah. Russ I'm here Continue
2: continue. With, uh, your talk
4: with I, ben.
3: Think he's, I think he's uh i think he's he's, he's uh, on the same page a lot of legal people think there's all like illegal it's not real legalties it's plain everyday ordinary at least that people need to to go into court and explain what your position is. You've got to understand your status, what capacity you're operating in, and you have to ask them what evidence do they have in order to uh, sustain a the conviction. They don't have it. Mm. I think people make. making... Up I mean, the,
7: <laughs> yeah, I making mean the, it. the capacity you're um, operating you're really? in is...
3: Really?
7: Alright, All right. I'll move it out, people.
4: Go ahead, guys.
7: Sorry, I didn't even get to hear hear that. It went quiet, and I thought we'd stop talking. So, but um, yeah, I mean, this this whole thing about the capacity you're operating in the the capacity you're operating in, someone who's being forced there under your against your uh, against your will and uh, you know wants. So you're basically there under under threat. And co-eal. well, basically, they, uh, they want
2: to end up getting your confession,
7: correct? Um well, yes, if that makes it easier for them, but you know it it's a matter of what they what they want you to do is is, is a lot of the time they want you to, to put up a defense because once you put a defense up, you're arguing then, and that's what courtrooms are all about they're places to argue and and an argument for them for lawyers is simply who puts the best best uh story across. Who sounds best? You know, who sounds the most eloquent and the, you know, who, who sounds more credible. It doesn't matter if if the story they're actually giving is full of nonsense, it's full of logical fallacies. If it sounds good, that's probably the one that's going to win, and it's got nothing to do with the truth. So the thing is, if if they want to get you to confess, it's more a case of they want to get you to put a defence up. And the point you've got your, the the position you've got to take is is that I don't have to put a defence up until they've proven a case against me. Then you defend against what you did. So say you're being accused of punching someone on the nose. And they prove it. You know, there's video footage and witnesses and everything else, and they prove it actually happened and you was there and you actually did it. Right, now they've proven it. Now you defend yourself against what you did. So you can say, Well, I was defending myself. He went to throw a punch at me and I threw it first or whatever, you know, that's defence. And it's and, and your argument is or your your defence of your actions are it was self-defense. But if they never prove it ever happened, the person never even existed, and nobody's nose was ever broken, why the hell would you need to put a defense up? See, well, the don't point.
2: they have to prove it?
7: Yes, of course. Yeah, they have to prove that an event happened and therefore it's a crime and they have to prove and if it's a statutory crime, it, if they're going to bring in an act or a statute and say, well, under section so and so of this act, you did this wrong, therefore, you know, that's a crime. Well, OK, then, well, then you have to prove that now you've brought in an additional burden upon yourself. Now you have to prove that statute, that written opinion applies to me or creates some sort of obligation on me to do or not to do something. How? How did that come about? Yeah, you know, so it's, that's the thing. So it's, yeah, that's, that's what they've got to prove. Whereas if it's uh, what I was talking about before, when it's a mala in say crime, punching someone on the nose is an obvious crime. If it's unjustified, that's an obvious crime. So you don't need a statute to prove that. You don't need to say under section so-and-so they did this wrong. No, you simply have to show, well, they, they caused somebody an injury, it wasn't justified, therefore it's a crime. And that's all you need to prove. But when it's a statute, now they've bought, up, bought in an additional burden of proof upon themselves, which you don't have, have to argue about. They've got to prove it. But the thing is, is, is obviously when. Once they've proven that an act has happened and you've actually created a victim and that you violate somebody's rights and that there's a, a you know a real injured party and that sort of thing, once they've they've laid all that out and they've actually proved proven it either beyond reasonable doubt or by the preponderance of evidence, well then that's it. Now you now you're in the position where yeah you do have to launch a defence. You've got to defend your actions. You've got to try and show that you had justification to do what you did. If you can't do that, well, then you're going to lose. You're just going to prove that you did something wrong, and you either did it negligently or you did it on purpose. And that's it. It's that simple. But obviously, you don't do any of that until they prove their case against you first. And they never usually can, especially when it's, when it's a statutory offence such as a speeding ticket or claim it's a crime because this piece piece of paper says it's a crime will prove that prove that bit of paper created an obligation on me when when was the obligation created and here's the thing as well with this did the law apply to you before you broke the limit or or afterwards after they decided it was a crime ask them for the facts proving either either one of those And that really screws them up because they can't prove it either way. It's usually a matter of, well, once you've broke it, then it applies to you. So it never applied to me before. Is that what you're saying? Oh, no, of course not. The law applies to everybody. Really? Where's your facts to prove that? And again, it just comes back to somebody's arbitrary opinion again. That's all it is. There are no facts proving it applies to somebody. It's just based on this this thing we call truth by stipulation because we say so. And that's it.
4: Sorry, Chan, do You want to ask me something else? I'm sorry.
2: I'm busy coughing. Uh, Russ, you want to add to that?
4: He's
3: doing fine. I wish you could continue. He's doing fine. So you agree? Uh, yes, he is. He's uh, this guy is better than the money. He's saying the same thing. He, I couldn't say, I couldn't have said it any better. course, they're all based on the the, the whole. The whole legal system is based on adversary. They want to, they want to want you to go in there. They want you to argue into the issue. It's called joinder of issue. You cannot allow them to do that. So that's why I
4: stay neutral.
7: Yeah, I mean, a lot of the tactics we use is basically you, you embarrass them enough to make them drop the case against you because you've you've basically shown that they can't prove they've got anything on you. All they have is a, is a blank accusation. An accusation, or a charge as we call it, isn't nothing more, it doesn't go beyond beyond an accusation. I mean, even the, the uh, Canadian courts, I believe, on their uh, constitutional you know, write-up on how the courts are supposed to operate, it states that an accusation isn't proof of a crime. And that's absolutely correct, and that should be the, the case the world over. A mere accusation in and of itself doesn't prove anything other than some, somebody is bringing an accusation against you. That's it. You know, and this is the whole thing about where, with the gurus as well, where they're saying, well, the moment you get accused of something, then you've got to launch a counterclaim. Why? Why would you have to launch a counterclaim against somebody accusing you? Where does your cause of action come from if you're going to counterclaim? See, and that's the thing with the American culture. you have to understand this process called calls of action, which is what is meant to be the basis of what uh, the state is meant to use against you to bring a valid a valid accusation against you. And there has to be the violation of a legal right, the breach of a legal duty, which is the statute they usually accuse you under. Um, yeah, the violation of a legal right, breach of legal duty, and, and injury and damage of some sort. Then the problem is with, with something like speeding is there is no injured party, obviously. It's all hypothetical. The injured party is supposedly the public, you know, the, this magical entity that they created called the public, this body politic. And that is meant to be the victim. Well, that's all Then right. claiming that. they prove it. now actually show some real objective facts, proving that's the case and, and show that it's not just um, an arbitrary opinion. You know, you didn't just come out with this off the top of your head. And the problem is, it did. I couldn't care less if they've written it down on a piece of paper or not and called it a statute. It's still an arbitrary opinion they're trying to bring against you. But according to them, to justify themselves and justify the complaint against you, they have to claim there's meant to be a victim. Because otherwise, if there is no victim and it's just a matter of, you just, didn't, you just didn't do as you're told, you broke the statute and you're just being accused of disobedience and that's the crime... What well, that's to find as slavery, and there's called cases, especially in America, that define that sort of thing as slavery. One particular case, I can't think of the name of it off the top of the head, but it went along the same along the lines of to be held to the arbitrary will and opinion of another is the very essence of slavery, and is abhorrent in a free and just society. Blah blah blah, and that's that's an American case. Um, But that's what it is, to be held to somebody's arbitrary will and opinion is a form of slavery. I think we all understand that, we all know that. This is why you you, you attack them on the fact so hard, because they can never get past that fact that these things are just arbitrarily being brought against people for the most part. I mean, I I understand the fact that obviously they do take real criminals to court and convict them, you know, murderers and and such like, you know, but just because they deal with, with real crimes as well, doesn't let them off the hook with arbitrarily bringing a load of other crap against 90% of the population. I mean, America and England and, and a, f- a few other countries, we've got one of the highest prison per head of population rates in the world. It's even worse than China, you know, and even North Korea, I'd say. You know, and and yet we're supposedly meant to be a civilised Democratic societies, I like to call it, and all like our uh, democracy. Has uh, let me like,
2: interrupt. How yeah, how sorry, worse is the, How how worse is the um, prison system over there?
7: What in England? Yes. What?
4: what I, where I are you per,
7: talking? Um, well, I think in terms of per head of population, when we're, we're not far off what the Americans. What America does already, I can't remember what, what the, the numbers are off the top of my head, but, but I know that America has the highest head of pop, per population of prisoners in the world that get locked up. And most you of know, it is. Oh, I uh, think we we come uh, England comes second, and then I think there's probably a few other countries after that, mostly in Europe so that start you know. And most really of it down is down uh, down. debt collection. <laughs> um a lot of it is yeah a lot of it is uh, what's, what's defined as um victimless crimes for the vast majority of people i mean the, the, i think it's something like two percent of the population in any prison around the world is roughly for violent crimes you know for murder rape things like that you know so it, it's a very small number of the population that actually commit what we would call real crimes and the vast majority of people who get locked up are usually locked up either over some sort of debt or they're locked up because of some sort of statutory offence, which is, again, it's arbitrary. There's no victim. There's no real, uh, uh, you know, there's no real harm that's been done to anyone anywhere. It's simply, a lot of it is just based on a fatty. you just didn't do as you're told. A lot of it is tax uh, taxation as well. You know, a lot of people get locked up because obviously they don't pay the taxes, which is... Uh, which is just theft again, for by, by the government, or a group group of people who call themselves
4: government. You
7: got to forgive me. I used to do these talks a bit more regular, and I used to have these these figures and stuff, you know, a bit bit more jammed in my head. But they're gone now, so. Have do you end up home. having um,
2: three strikes in your round over there?
7: Um. No, we don't have that. We we don't have that type of um. Rule going on, but yeah, I know there's um, I know, I know in America that type of thing is probably still prevalent, uh, and the same with the um, uh, the the guilty by association rules, which gets a lot of people locked up unjustly. Um, and over in my country, there's um, there's been a ruling on that recently where they've basically the the, the Supreme Court had ruled that actually the courts have been getting that wrong and had been unjustly and unfairly locking people up who they were claiming or just cause you was there at the time, you're just as guilty as the next, you know. Um and yeah so yeah, the 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 American courts are a lot harsher with some rules compared to America, compared to, to the English courts. But then again you've got a codified system, which is what we kind of had when Blackstone's commentaries was created. Back in the 1700s, but the courts generally like to like to turn a blind eye to it because it it um it creates problems for them because they like to keep the legal process in my part of the world very um you know very obscure and very difficult to understand. Whereas the American system, because it's a codified system, it's a lot easier to get your head around. And to, and to understand, because the courts give themselves a purpose, that, uh, such as they have constitutions that will state the purpose of this court is to um, uh, protect rights, you know, protect, protect, you know, life, liberty, and property, or whatever. And so that lays out the purpose of the courts. So that means when you're dragged into court, unless you're being accused of violating somebody's rights, they don't have a case in front of them. It's what's called a um, uh, a case and controversy clause. You have some states. Uh, as you call it, you know, these political, uh, um, you know, these political concepts where they split up certain parts of the country. Some states don't like to use that clause, you know, so they they, they have something else in its place. But, um, yeah, you know, I mean, there are differences between the American and the English cults, but it's not by a far stretch, you know. So there's a few rules and regulations that you have and we don't, and vice versa. But um, for the most part, we pretty much run off the same system because the Americans got the your your legal system from from the English anyway. From 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 what I was talking about before, you know, Blackstone's Commentaries. It was built from that foundation. Yes. So you know, it's uh, <clears throat> you know, it, it's
5: you know, uh, Russ, the way add I, in, I add in work, on
2: that. On that one, with
3: the Black Law Dictionary. Black Dictionary. Well, I'm but, familiar oh. with Blackstone. I, I'm familiar with Blackstone because he wrote the Blackstone Commentaries. And there's uh, also jurist, uh, other uh, British jurist uh, like Blackstone. There was. In my, are you familiar with Coke?
5: Yeah.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm. What about Chitty? Uh, are, you familiar, are you familiar with? Uh, I think it's C H I T T Y.
4: I'm
5: with, not familiar, familiar, familiar with, with that. Uh,
3: yeah, I'm uh, not Coke and one, one of the famous British uh, philosophers I like is uh, John Locke.
7: Yeah, I mean, I mean He's Coke and famous, I mean Blackstone's commentaries is what's known as a um, yeah. a book of authority in this in in my part of the world. That means the courts accept it as an authoritative statement of the law of their opinion. Um, except when you stick it under the nose and tell them, well, you're breaking this rule because this says so. You know, and they don't like that because they're meant to, they're meant to rely on that book as, uh, you know, that's meant to be the be-all and end-all of how the legal system's meant to operate. But, um, yeah, Coke, I believe, they use them as references or, or as uh, guidelines, whereas Blackstone is still to this day considered what's called a book of authority, which is what you need to look up for the American courts as well, look up whatever court, courts regard as a book of authority or a, or an authoritative statement of law. Usually, it's obviously case law, you know, common law they rely on. But you, you know, know I have I-
3: note. <clears throat> I'm going to get rid of bow. got my my daughter just came back from a four hour trip from up up there in Knoxville, so I got to spend some time with her because she just had her first acting job today. So I'm going to bow out. And I'm going to, have to celebrate oh. with her by getting drunk. I'm going to throw myself over the balcony. How about that? <laughs>
7: <laughs> okay, then. Well, good luck it's been with a pleasure there.
3: meeting, young man. I hope we get on. Uh, I hope we get, uh, get on a call uh, next couple of days. I definitely we'll spend some more time with you.
7: Yeah, that'd be
2: great.
7: Thanks, thanks. Russ. Take care. Okay, take care, mate. All right. Bye. Hey Ben, it's it's your yeah. call. Thank yeah, you I mean, for coming it's, it's, on. That's okay. I mean, yeah, thanks for inviting me. So it's t- taken a, a bit of time to get it get it sorted and that, but uh, I finally managed it. But, um, yeah, I mean, you've sort of seen how I've been talking to people on these these other groups, you know, I think the TalkShoe uh, uh, meeting room we was on as well. Um, I'm a little bit harsh with some of these people because they do get kind of nasty with me, you know, when they start trying to, to criticise what I'm talking about. But at the end of the day, you know, it, it's a matter of I've I've done the nicey nicey approach with people, trying to show them where they're going wrong. It's not that I'm claiming to know it all, and I'm claiming to be this big brain box or anything like that. It's it's a case of, you know, I'm trying to show you show show you the the where you're going wrong on this stuff and why you shouldn't just take anybody's word for it, you know, blindly. Um, and I don't care how convincing they might sound, whether it's Carl Lentz or Dean Clifford or anyone, even if it's Mark Stevens. You know, they don't necessarily take everything he's got to say as true. Go and actually check it out for yourself. And that's easy enough to say that. But the problem is with with um, a lot of these other gurus is is that how do you go about actually researching what they're claiming is true? And I'll like say the only sources they give you are, say, a law dictionary or they'll even refer you back to statutes again. And that doesn't help people because what's the point in making people go go reading statutes when there's no evidence to prove that statute even applies to anybody in the first place? Who cares what a bunch of lawyers write down on a piece of paper? I don't care what they've got to say. I care about improving that what they've got to say becomes binding or applicable to me. But this is the thing. But but with. Um, People like Mark Stevens. When you when you look into what they're teaching people and what they're showing you is, you can go to outside sources to confirm this, to prove it's true. So if you want to pr- so if you want to sh- see that Mark Stevens is pointing out the fact that this stuff is fallacious, you know, it, it's based on logical fallacies, then just go and read a separate book on logical fallacies, and you'll realise what he's saying is absolutely true. I you know, will stay away from
2: what- um, Mark Stevens, but on the I end up um, unmuting a few people that are on the call. So if you guys want to uh, speak up. But uh, Mark Stevens, I I left him years ago. And when was that? Why? He had a good friend of mine (laughs) locked up in jail for IRS.
7: Well, you know, Mark can't help everybody in the sense of you know he, he can guarantee everybody's going to get case drops again. No, he was, he was he was
2: he was totally into this case. Um, my friend ended up um, he took his computer in, and I probably shouldn't say this online, which I probably shouldn't, which I'm not. But anyhow, um, he went to court. Things were recorded and he ended up
4: getting three years in jail.
7: Okay. Um, Unfortunately, that's, that still just does happen with people, even,
2: Mark even though. Mark Stevens did not help him. What Mark Stevens did was take his money.
7: Well, I mean, that that's a bit vague, isn't it, in terms of details? I mean, I can't, you know, that... that it sounds like you're condemning somebody, but you're not really giving enough information as to, as to claim him. I right. can't
2: because, you know what, I haven't talked to my friend and actually I have to talk to him because I don't know where he's at right now.
7: Yeah, it might be someone who um, knows. I mean, there's somebody we we was all helping a few years ago and they still ended up getting put in prison, even though we did our best to, to help them, you know, fight the case. And that that was unfortunate, but it does happen. Oh, no, and
2: Mark it, tried him. He He was right-hand man to this case. Yeah. And then at the end, when it was the court, when it came down to the court, Mark sucked. He sucked. He. Uh, I'm sorry, that guy sucks. I, I don't want right. to have anything to do
7: with him. I find it hard to believe that. I say I've, I've had a, I've had a lot of dealings with Mark Man myself, and I've I've actually listened in on cases where he's gone gone into court and taken these people on, and he's actually very good at what he does. From what I can tell, so like I say, it's a matter of maybe we can get together on air afterwards, uh, or oh, sorry, off air afterwards, and you can tell me a bit more about this case, and I can tell you what what I know about it, and if it's the same person I think you're talking about. All right, but you know, Ronnie Kay had a. Um...
2: Rodney K had a question. Well, kind of
6: a questionary statement of some sort. This this uh, Van is talking some good stuff, and uh, the uh, what evidence do you have? Stuff has its place when it's done correctly, but it's going to be very hard for someone who signs a document saying I am this and I am that to go in and say what jurisdiction do you have? Because the jurisdiction is what I or you grant them to do and it's it's very hard to question that when they present documents with your signature on it and 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 it's almost like the system will look at you as if you're incompetent it's like wait a minute you came to us saying you are this and you believe this but now you're talking gibberish so are you okay sir that's what they're what they're gonna do you know yeah what do you think of it
7: well I don't see how you're granting them jurisdiction. Jurisdiction is their claim that they have a right to take control of your life, living, and property. So that's arbitrary. Let me just be
6: honest. Let me object, poli- not object in a negative way. It's not them establishing their jurisdiction. They will search a record to see if you sign something granting them jurisdiction.
7: Yeah, but I don't see how you grant them anything. The the thing that actually gives a court jurisdiction is having a valid case in front of it. So it's actually down to the prosecution, or your or or your accuser. That it's your accuser that grants the court jurisdiction, not anything you do. Everything you end up doing before being pulled into a court is usually done under duress, even if whether you admit to it or not, you're being forced there to answer somebody else's complaint against your. What wife.
6: if what it doesn't you... grant them anything? What if you or I, when we go into court, are our own accusers, where we signed up for something and said, yes, I swear I will obey this rule while doing this activity, and then when we get pulled over by a cop or a citation, blah, 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 then we get mad?
7: Yeah.
2: I would oh, like boy, to add something. To I, I would, hold on. I would like to add something to that. Then uh, you end up saying that uh, they go back to your records and see – but
4: basically,
2: if you're a U.S. citizen, yeah. So if but you, a, 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 and then that goes back to what a speeding ticket, um, property tax. The list goes yeah,
7: on. Again, all, all of that is political. A citizen is is a political um, creation. It, it's not real. No, nobody nobody is a citizen. I don't care what part of the world you come from or what country you supposedly live in. Nobody, nobody is a citizen, and that's easily provable. A citizen is what's known as a member of a body politic who, who bears an oath of allegiance in return for a duty of protection. They are reciprocal obligations, each, each in equal consideration for the other. That's what is defined by the US courts as a citizen. Now look at the cases that state they have no duty to protect you. If there's no duty to protect you, you can't be a citizen because you can't owe somebody an oath of allegiance if they're claiming they're not going to protect you. So nobody is a citizen, because as far as they're concerned, they, they don't owe you a damn thing. So what that, has that,
5: that
6: was, ever
7: come to no, Citizens don't exist. Nobody is a citizen. And when you're talking about if you sign something, say to get a driving license to drive a car... Their argument can be, well, you sign this and you agree to drive a drive the car at this given given you know uh, rate of speed or whatever. But that doesn't make. But the thing is, you were forced to get that. So again, no right. get another coerced. Yes, it, it was a coerced. How? Um, uh, yes. Because if you don't get it, you'll be locked up in a cage. If you if you get into a vehicle and you don't have the piece of paper and pay the tax or, or the you know the the uh, uh, you know the the, um, the theft money they want from you then they'll throw you in a car for
6: it. I respectfully disagree. Uh, most of the hardships you're finding come after you. Can you tell
7: them you can drive a vehicle without you, license and get away with it?
6: Yes, you can drive a uh, what we call driving, but you can go in and private a conveyance from point A to point B without a license if, if the record is correct. But if you sign it up to be a public thing, a regulated activity, which most people do, then you're subject to the no to the uh,
5: jurisdiction, makes, the police that powers. Makes
7: no difference. That makes absolutely no difference. That's all free men on the land, um no. uh, it, it, it's, to, to it's not spending. free men on the land, sir.
6: I've I've done it and my friend's done it. You know, well, you may have, done, they you may have it. Away with it, the paperwork.
7: But that's only because, yeah, but that's only because sure. maybe you got pulled over or, or you didn't get pulled over at sir, the time. But if you don't no, have yep.
6: been there's no getting away with anything. The state recognizes it. it's all how you come in and sign for it. It's all it is. It's on the paperwork. The state saves it. It's good.
7: Yeah, but I can guarantee you, even if you never had a birth certificate all your life, and you never had, and you was never on any government database anywhere, if you just jumped into any vehicle you liked, drove it, or, or you know, um, uh, what's called it, Tra- travelled in it, you know, I'll, I'll say I don't play these these games with word definitions. You know, driving and traveling and using an automobile, they mean the same thing at the end of the day. Well, <laughs> if it's not my
5: property, there's going to be an
7: issue, of course. You but know. It, but it, it doesn't matter whether it's your property or not. But if, if, Well, obviously it matters as long as you haven't stolen it, but I can guarantee you, even if somebody was never on a government database their entire life, and then one day they decided to get themselves a vehicle, go out and start using it and driving it, and they got pulled over by the police, they would be nicked there and then for not having a license. Because the government says you've got to have the license before you even get into that car, and that's and that's coercion. No, it doesn't. Yeah, no, it doesn't. To... Sorry. Well, you're no, telling me people can get away you... with driving without a license, and you can actually prove that.
6: Well, absolutely. There's many people that do it. Cops behind oh, them, aware of the court? and the rec- the state even recognizes it. it's on their documents. Says if if you use uh, if you do it this way, you don't need insurance and it's not for public regulated activity, you're you're good to go with your
7: property. If you're on on what's called private land, and it's your own land, say a farm or something like that, then yeah, you don't need... If if you're out on what's called a public road, you know, normal roads that everybody uses, you're going to be stopped and you're going to be arrested from having a piece of paper.
6: You don't understand this entire world is our (coughs) private roads, our (coughs) private land, but it's the activity that we sign up for. That makes it a public, regulated activity.
7: What do you mean sign up for? Do you have to sign up for it before you get into that vehicle or afterwards?
6: Well, it depends on the scenario. But if it's your property, well, you don't have to yeah, register it as a public you're, if you're activity. Claiming,
7: if you're claiming somebody can drive without a license, do they have to sign up to something first with the government or not? Or can they just get into that vehicle and go about their merry way and do as they please? Well, most
6: places, the key in the old days and even today, A king would declare your property when when you enter a new jurisdiction and you want to set up shop. So you declare your property, and once it's yours, you can can change uh, how 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 you want it titled and registered.
7: I mean, there was a mandate in 1930 in in the American Congress where they stated that all property is the property of the state. You're only allowed usury of it. As far as they're concerned, they own the shirt off your back. They're only allowing you to use it according to their whims, wants, and opinions.
6: I agree with what you just said. <laughs> All property is property of the state until the king turns comes back and claims it. Which the, a lot of times the kings and queens are the state. The people don't recognize that.
7: They're just people at the end of the day. How does the most, does most of the stuff
6: in? you most of the things you call public is really corporate activity. See, the corporations can't.
7: Most of the things that are the cool, They're just political concepts. They're just political okay. ideas. They're not real.
2: I'm going to read something from the uh, chat board. Actually, Ben is right. If you don't have a license, then you will, you are committing
7: a trespass.
6: No, only if you're driving you know. in public.
7: Oh, you wouldn't even be committing a trespass. You, you the uh, the government are simply saying because you didn't pay us some money and let us know you own this vehicle and that you're driving it, we're going to lock you up, or or you're going to pay a mm. fine or whatever. You're going to be punished for not doing it, as you're told. That's how the legal system works. That's all government oh. is doing to people. It's forcing their own true opinions on everybody else. It's got nothing to do with how, I, you, I, your property, I do like, how you put your property I do like through Vin. or anything.
2: Rodney Kaye, stop interrupting him. I'm going to meet you I out.
6: Mean, I, th- I thought he paused. He's in UK or it's
7: somewhere. Okay. It's okay. You can, you can let him talk. I,
2: I, I do like Vin. No, Ronnie Kaye likes to interrupt and Face One likes to interrupt. But I didn't know I was My, thing, my thing is all their forms is making you to commit a crime. Is that correct or incorrect?
7: It's creating a situation where you can't do anything with your life day to day without basically either asking their permission or having to pay some sort of tax. Or I mean,
1: he has he no business telling me. us about that. Roddy Kay is on the money on that. Sorry, Roddy, go ahead.
7: No, no. Okay, who's speaking?
1: get I, I mean, yeah, that.
7: I've got no business telling people that. I mean, Christ, you know, I'm I'm one of you ben at the end of the day. I'm one, of, I'm one, ben of, is doing one good. of those people who gets put under the thumb all the time, same as everybody else.
6: Ben, you God damn it. I just think that um, a lot of people think they're being coerced or have to do something when they don't really step back and say, what are the options? What am I doing? And they don't realize there's more uh, well, options the out there. The fantasy
7: they're making you—you you, you want to make people believe that they have options, and they don't. I'm telling you now, they don't.
6: I can prove it, sir. But we don't have time for this call. Because anything you
7: can do in your life, uh, count on on one hand the fingers on one hand. Anything you can do in your life, where government doesn't interfere in any way, shape, or form, try and give me one example. I so can I work. I can, I can walk.
6: I can go in a car. I can do anything I want.
7: No, you can't go in a car, you have to get a license, you have to pay tax, you have to pay tax on the fuel for the vehicle, you have to pay prove, tax on buying it. the vehicle on maintaining it and everything else. So that's something you can't, so using a car is something you can't do without government interfering in some way, shape, or form. I, I,
6: I, I want you to prove what you just said, because i got records showing you don't have to.
7: I'd love to see them, because like I say, I've, I've been involved in this since 2003 now, and I've never seen yep. the evidence proving this to be true. I've been, true, a, I've been involved with cycle. this. I first got involved when Rob Menard was preaching this stuff. And every other guru had come after him been, been, been doing it. the same and thing.
6: I've been involved with this since late, like, November 2015. And I've already right. hit leaps and bounds beyond most of the people who have been in it for 20 years. I just, You just can't see the record in front of people's faces. Oh, oh it's the bankers and the you got to do this. I
7: mean, <laughs> And the thing is, it's it's a matter of if it if it was that clear cut and people could prove this stuff to be true, then all they'd have to do is slap down some case law that they could name a case easily from somewhere. What and if the there, Supreme Court, one of the highest in is, America has stated you don't need a license to drive to drive on public roads.
6: Well there there are scenarios where uh, you'll see that in case law but it won't be explicit. But what if there is no case law because the state
7: well, and the if, if have there no is no case, well, that's not over. the position the courts take. Then, and the position is, you're going to get that license, or you're going to pay this tax, whether because we say so, like it or not. And if you don't, you're going to get punished for it. You're going to get locked we'll, we'll, well, see,
6: what well, what I was talking about, though, the reason there's no case law is because there's never anything to prosecute, because the state or the police realize they have no jurisdiction over certain matters no, that you uh, have on record. The argument
7: is, it, yeah, but the argument that you people put forward is, is that. This is how the cults and the state, the, the people who call themselves government, this is how they treat people. They'll give you a way out if only you know what you're doing of. And all you've got to do is know the right words and know the right ceremony and fold the right paperwork and we'll let you off the hook. And I'm sorry, but that's absolute Ball. That isn't how government operates. The entire that, premise, the entire I basis did, of government is to control people, period. I,
6: I didn't say that. And, I don't, uh, and they don't want to give about? you
7: a way out. Okay, these aren't honorable, About. decent, you know, people who are saying, "Oh, yes, we're we're here to be to be their servants, and we're here to, uh, you know, give them a, uh, you know, freedom and let and let you know liberty reign and all that sort of thing." It's complete nonsense. Doesn't work in, uh, doesn't in this country, and I don't see it happening you, in America.
5: Do, do you?
6: Do you have a license yourself?
7: Yes, because I was forced to.
6: When I was 17 years old and
7: I was was considered old enough by a group of politicians and lawyers to say that I could drive a vehicle. Wait a a license.
6: Are you telling me the the police over there came to you with a gun and said, get a license?
7: No, but if I never got it, they would have done that anyway. And I know that. And that's the whole point. Sorry? Who told you? Well, because it's sort of common knowledge. Because people I know before that usually get arrested and nicked for not having a piece of paper called a license. I mean, you do know no. under America, un- under American law, not so much they under probably, the English, but under American law. Hang on those here people that now. you're
6: talking about, those people that you're talking about that get arrested for not having a license were probably in a regulated vehicle, like a plate, I had a license plate, and the officer a, ran a record matter, saying that this, this is this there's no
7: plates on it, I know plenty well, of instances where people They'll, have been arrested they're, for, they're, both they're, for not having a plate or a license.
6: You will let be arrested me finish for both. that. I'll mute out, but if you'll let me finish, um, and I'll say beep, like, like beep when I'm done, it, they'll run the VIN number, and the record showing how that vehicle, the status of it, how it was registered, is paramount. So if they don't have a license or a plate, but the car comes oh. back as a motor vehicle that's regulated, then, yeah, there's a, there's a paperwork issue there that somebody needs to correct.
7: Yeah, but what do you mean by how it's registered? you mean just words on a bit of paper, the way they're written, the way it's put across on a bit of paper? I mean, is that what oh, you yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks for asking. So a, certain here the, ceremony, a certain word, a certain magic phrase makes it all go away. No, 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 no. No, it's, on the, st- it's, it's the options. It's not a
6: magic word like Masonic stuff. But if you look What's here at our rules, it
7: still is. You've got to let government know. Correct. Sorry, you won't let me finish.
6: You're very angry. You're a very sovereign citizen right now, and it's scaring me. We have a thing here called title and registration. Are you, are you hearing me? Title and re- or, or registration. Title only. We have a title only clause in some states, and how you sign your property up and declare it is how you want it to be noticed. If you just want it to be your property and claim it's your property, but you don't register it as a motor vehicle, it's your property. You don't have to get a tax sticker yeah, every year and all that stuff.
7: If yeah, I just said to you, in 1930, as far as the government was concerned, they put a mandate through Congress stating that everything, everything, as far as they're concerned, is theirs. They own it, not you. you uh, get that.
5: It depends
6: on how you sign it up.
7: It doesn't uh, depend on you? anything. That's their that's their opinion. That's their arbitrary opinion. All property is the property of the state, i.e., us people. Oh, okay? by the way, they i was talking a about, not baby talking boy. about everybody. They're just talking about them themselves. The oh, people I, I want to
6: tell you stuff. I want to tell you a brief story of how it all okay? happens um, when it, I was a <clears throat> when I was a baby boy, looking all cute, you know, like I am still today. You know, uh, when it. it comes to the public, the word public school system. You know, I didn't have to... uh, My mama didn't have to do jack crap with me until she registered me into the public schools. All right, thank you. I'm out.
7: Okay. Well, again, this is just, you know, free man on the land style, woo woo about, you know, once you register something, then that's it. You hand it over to the state, and there they own it or whatever. And I can't believe, honestly, that... Um, the way you supposedly put your paperwork into court, in and the way, or the way that you 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 register something, or the paperwork that you give over to government or some sort of agency, and apparently the way you phrase it, the magic words you use, will all depend whether you need a license or not, a piece of paper or not. Okay, uh, it's just complete nonsense. They are not giving you a choice. Okay, this is what's called a the fallacy of false dichotomy. They're trying to claim there's 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 a you know a third or third or fourth or fifth choice there there isn't it's pay us or else pay us or die and that's it um And that's the choice you've got. That's all the choice government ever gives us. They're all about controlling us. They don't care about giving us a way out, a choice or anything like that. The whole point of of why people are on these groups and they talk about this stuff is because government is taking away just about every choice we ever have in life. And like I said, when I was trying to ask you to to just name on one hand something you can do, anything you can do in your life, where government doesn't interfere in any way shape or form and i'll ask anybody listening to that now to actually try and do that and then think about where government does actually interfere in those things you can't get you you clearly can't get into a vehicle and drive where you want government interferes one way or another whether it's taxation on the fuel the vehicle itself the license you have to get um You know, um, the the, the speed you're allowed to drive at, the way you're allowed to drive, you know, all this sort of thing. There are a group of people called government who have stuck their whims, wants and opinions on a bit of paper, which is trying to control you committing that act, period. And it's the same with walking down the street. I believe you have a a law in in America saying you can't jaywalk, which simply means just crossing a bloody road.
6: Hey, Vin, are you familiar with uh, what we call a Bill of Rights here in the Constitution in the United States? Uh,
7: Yeah, I'm very familiar with that, and I know that it doesn't apply to anybody. Well,
6: I was going to give you an example. Uh, we the people like me and you, the man and the woman, free, and all that stuff, the kings and queens. To secure our rights, we uh, create a government to uh, secure rights and protect property.
7: Uh, That's the claim, yep.
6: So the government can't do anything to us as long as we maintain our king and queen status. But if you sign up for something that they can regulate... You give them jurisdiction. So what you're
7: saying is, is that, yeah, you know, but, but that's basing it on the on the fallacy that you need rulers. No, and you go paperwork shows. the thing about the Bill of Rights, and and well, it doesn't matter. The, the Constitution pretty much came first, didn't it? Do you know that nobody ever signed the the, the Constitution? Nobody ever held themselves accountable to it. It's four pieces of paper. I, w- I was using it as an Sorry? I was
6: just merely using that as an example. I don't know anything about the yeah, signatures. I'm telling
7: of course that is the argument these people make and they supposedly say because we have a constitution, these give you rights and these secure you know, these secu- this secures your life, liberty, and property and all that and it's complete nonsense. It's all a PR scam.
6: I, I was merely saying that when you create a system or a trust or a government, anybody coming into that government needing its help or wanting to, its protection for like insurance and traffic rules it's a good system. That's all
7: it is. If it works, maybe, but it doesn't it does work, work, does it? And there is no duty to protect. They don't no. think they're not allowed to protect each other. Case law that the Supreme Court in America and in fact every every Supreme Court around the world, including the one i come from, has all said the same thing. There is absolutely no duty to protect us. The government does not owe us a thing. Do you understand that? I'm trying to you think get. of that
6: movie. It's a good line You'll where they the said decision. you could Not leave anytime any time you want.
2: Not the <laughs> was it?
6: Was it uh, the movie uh, Truman Show where they said you could leave anytime you wanted to?
7: Yeah. That's called ben, fixing, bloke.
6: If I leave, I leave in America you,
7: and saying that you're ben, free of
6: it, you're free. Of it. So, Ben, it. ben okay. if you if you don't, if, if having a license and a car registration is troubling you. Just leave. You can
7: leave this this any anytime you want. Really? Don't I have to have a passport yeah. and ask the government's permission to leave?
6: Just search the documents. It's probably all there, and you don't even recognize it. It's hidden.
7: Well,
5: all right.
7: Why should it I'm be muted now? Hang on a minute. How can something be considered fair and rational, and uh, you know, protecting my life, liberty, and property when you're when people like you are then saying, yeah, but it's hidden away. Say I'm just dumb. Don't I deserve a bit of protection, whether I'm clever or whether I'm dumb, irrespective? Shouldn't I? I, Shouldn't both both sides be getting equal protection? So you're putting the onus back on the victim all the time. You're saying that it's the victim's fault for not knowing better or for not knowing this stuff, and you've just got to look for it, and then it's there, and then you'll be free. And it's complete bloody nonsense. That isn't how government works. What makes you think? that there is... It's, oh, it's, what's the you most said the word likely word scenario victim. ...that we have a bunch of psychopaths ruling over us, or We have a group of well, well-meaning well people that have created a system that just says, look, just use your brains a little bit. Just look for the stuff we've hidden away, and that's all you need to live in a free world. You know, That's all you need to, to, to secure your freedom yeah. and yeah. well, It's more likely the case that we've... You're got familiar with Carl, now, right? The other one. Sorry?
6: You're familiar with Carl, and you said the word victim, and the word victim, I think of the word abuse, and all it says is you you allowed or you permitted something. And that's what I'm telling you, Vin. You're permitting your own abuse. No. You're, you're, you, you're permitting to be a victim. Just get out. What? Just stop permitting it. Permit. Permission. Hello? Are you getting it yet? Search no, no, the paperwork.
7: No, I don't get it, because that ain't the way the, the real world works.
4: Don't
6: make if me come
7: to the UK and, and you, get you and out of your and dilemma. You start, like, these arguments in court, you're gonna be shot down pretty quickly and you're gonna be made to look stupid.
6: Hey look, if you want to cut me a deal like Bali did, uh Carl allegedly, and pay me twenty thousand dollars or whatever, I'll fly over and get you out of your situation.
7: <laughs> I'm sorry, that's
4: We'll flip
6: the court, not, we'll flip not off the court
7: convince Conv- me you you understand this system any better than they do.
6: We'll flip burgers. We'll flip a Doing the
7: same, doing the same thing they do. It's all about victim blaming. It's all about saying you just didn't look properly. You just didn't look in the right places. You know, you just didn't do your research. We'll flip yeah.
6: hamburgers. We'll find a queen's bench. We'll sit on the bench and eat a burger. Oh yeah, we got. Then I
2: told you. man I told so you these people on the call would be mean. I'm not, We're not mean. I'm just, just, I'm they're just bringing up. They're just bringing up what they.
7: What they feel it's in their what, heart. It's what, you, it's, it's what you believe to be true, but the truth of the matter is the facts don't stack up against none of that. That isn't how government operates. Period. That's not how, thats not how government operates. It is just a group of psychopaths ruling over us, forcing everybody to pay them. Call it taxation, call it whatever you want. That's what's going on. And is it any wonder that, it took that that this is the situation we're in? Of course not. That's human nature. It was going to happen one way or another. We were going to end up with one group of psy- psychopaths ruling over us. So it was either going to be group Group A or group B. It doesn't matter. Tyrants have ruled this planet since the word go, since since people created civilizations. Okay, And that has always been the case. And it hasn't changed even in modern day times. We still have tyrants and psychopaths Ruling over, ruling over, you know, the general populace, ruling over society at large, and that has never changed. And I don't care how sophisticated they make it; it's just that in the country you're in and in the country I'm in, they try to make it look good. Whereas somewhere like China or North Korea or Russia, they don't try to make it look as good because they just let people know you do as you're told or else. And they don't, and I don't go to much of an effort to put up the PR scam for our, our parts of the world though. And that's the only difference. And it is exactly the same thing.
2: Well, also the drugs, ripping children, uh, kidnapping children, <laughs>
7: this The government is a criminal organization. No difference yes. for the mafia. Yes. No difference for the mafia. It's like these people trying to be apologists for the mafia and saying, yeah, but if you just paid, paid the mob... You know, your fifty dollars a week and you and you slipped a little note in with the fifty note, you know, and all that and that and that will give you um, you know, a discount or give you your freedom back and I won't I won't put the windows of your of your restaurant through, you know, for the next month and that's all you gotta do and that you know that's all it takes for you to be free, you know. It's nonsense, you know. But, I don't see why people people have to keep being apologists. For, see, we call it battered citizen syndrome. We need government, you know. They they you know if um you know you don't understand, they build the roads. We need them and all this sort of thing, you know. Without government, <sighs> hey you know, Ben, it, this is yeah.
6: Roddy K. I got a question for you.
7: Yep.
6: You were seventeen. Uh, when does the one considered an adult over there, like the age of consent? I guess. Uh, well, it's or meant is it the be,
7: same? It's meant to be. With 16, Sixteen years old over here. That's, a, that's, the, that's the legal opinion. Yeah.
6: Okay. So uh, since you since you were seventeen, and you were forced to take the license, I think you also have a claim of like some kind of statutory rape.
7: There. Really? Why? Statutory Was rape. It,
6: yeah, they came and bent you over and said, "Take it." You have to take it.
7: Metaphorically speaking, yeah. Right. Well, are you claiming I had a choice? Or was I just too stupid to see it? Therefore, you know, it was all my fault. Okay, there I'm going to
2: interrupt. Go. I'm going to interrupt right now. Then this is Rodney Kay. He's been wanting to talk to you. I'm glad you got on the phone call tonight. And continue, guys. I'm he just out.
6: went somewhere. He
4: believed that he had to do it, right? Right, then? Well, I knew that I didn't have no choice. That's it. Maybe it
6: was the family. We all do it. I'm not bashing or anything, but we grow up believing the government is a conspiracy, and we hear these calls and talk no, shows and Alex Jones. Is.
7: We grow up believing, for the most part, the government is legitimate, and that it's do it, and that it's it, it's providing a sort of service. It's providing a you know a societal service to help run it, to help keep the keep the machine running. But it could be further from the truth once people actually wise up to it. Who's this other All friend right. that wanted to talk to me? Sorry.
4: Does Cheyenne bail out? Does she? she hang up, or does she just get quiet?
7: I don't know. I thought there was someone else that wanted to ask me a question, and wanted to come in. I There's actually still can't one of those starving Leave sovereign... need to leave for work in about half an hour, so I haven't got very. She just left.
1: uh she went off the call. She uh she allowed us uh to get in on it. Let's do. Her...
6: Hey, let's throw one of those sovereign citizen court cases on her. The captain has abandoned the ship.
7: Yep. Well, again, I mean, I'm, I've got. I'm, I mean, you mentioned that earlier, trying to call me a sovereign citizen. I've got nothing to do with that stuff. I don't believe in any of no, that stuff at all. No, I'm
6: talking about Cheyenne. Have you ever seen one of those court cases where the judge leaves the bench and somebody say he's abandoned the court?
7: Yeah, I've seen all that stuff. I mean, that was, Cheyenne, you know, ab- this Cheyenne stuff, stuff, abandoned the court. Out. Yeah. But you know, a lot of these concepts that you're talking about as well are over twenty years old. And if you and if you trace it back to its earlier sources, it goes back to someone called George Mercy who wrote a book in the nineteen eighties called Um Invisible Contracts. And he got that book. He got the idea from writing that book from a an earlier book that was written in eighteen ninety. Yeah, you know, and it's all based on this concept that there's a social contract that exists. But if you read, if you read the works of Lysander Spooner, he puts that to rest straight away, and proves, mean you know, proves the Constitution has got, got, yeah, you know, his, his is absolutely worth absolutely worthless. You know, it doesn't give a government any legitimacy, any uh, right to be where it is. You know, and it, it doesn't uh, advocate any of
8: this stuff. I don't think Rody K mentioned uh, invisible contracts or. Um you know anything like that did you read that
7: i read it years ago yeah when i first got into this myself but i'm like saying it's,
8: it's, no, it's just nonsense no i don't think argue. that the, the other gentleman talking with that heavy um country accent i don't think he mentioned invisible contracts at all that that I wasn't know, his i'm from
7: yeah but what i'm saying is it's, when you trace the, these theories back you know these ideologies. Is based be, on the free What theory? Land goes so, back what, that.
8: what theory did he say that, for example, that we can trace back? Just so we know what you're thinking, Ben. That's all.
7: Well, I mean, the things where he was saying about, you know, you obviously that you, you don't need a license to to, to use a, a vehicle. You know, if you put certain paperwork into the court and things like that, he you know,
8: he didn't say paperwork in the court. That's not what he said
7: well, not, not even into the court, but, but to the government, you know according to the way you may register your property and stuff like that you know this, this means you don 't need a license is there,
8: is true there, any, is there any law that says is there any law that says you have to register your property now i 've looked here um, and there's no law that says you have to register it unless other conditions apply such as how you're using it where you're using it all this stuff you know and, and that's understandable but there's no law that says you have to register
7: okay there's oper- a little sign that-
8: Find it. Who cares if
7: it's a law signing? Again, a law is just somebody else's opinion. Who
8: cares what somebody else's opinion is? Listen, because we're not trying to piss anybody off. That's why I don't want to piss off the guys with guns. So yes, it may be their opinion. It may be this government, this entity, this false, uh, this this fallacy that does not exist. It might be their opinion, but it's as you just stated, it's deathly real when you don't respect that opinion.
7: Oh, they Guys. force that opinion upon you, absolutely,
8: yeah. yeah. No, 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 nobody forced me or you, right? Um, we walked into one of their offices voluntarily. And and yes, we no. did it because of our belief system, no. right? Yes, no, no,
7: that's that, that that not how it works. You, you, were, you were told if you don't do this... You do don't do A B C. Who told you that? You'll end, up, you'll end up in prison or whatever. Well, no, the policeman did not tell Ken, you that. And you're
1: making assumptions
7: no, there I over there. Don't even, uh, the, uh, don't, <laughs> I don't even have to have a policeman walk on my door <laughs> when, when, I, not when, when I reached that. the age of 17 and I wanted to drive a vehicle. Okay, before a driving school would even entertain me and let me yeah. step into a car, I needed to get what was called a provisional license. Okay, so that's not Vin, a full Vin, okay, just, just stop, just
8: as Vin, as quick, stop, Vin. One, one, one issue you have that I've noticed, I've been listening for the past two hours, is you, you do talk a lot. You have a lot to say, and that's fine. Babe, stop it. Um, but, uh, but if we share, just listen, you know, one point, one point, one point, we might be able to move forward. Now, you just said something about driving class in high school. Do you know what high school is preparing all those students to do? Preparing them to enter,
7: in um, the them to enter the a
8: workforce, right? And to enter a workforce, a career. So so actually giving you know, having a mandatory driving class is a good thing because some kids might want to be taxi drivers, bus drivers, truck drivers, whatever. I'm I'm not
7: it's saying no, that no. it's a bad thing to for someone to teach you how to drive how to drive a car, of course. before the, the responsible thing to do is before you not, use a piece of machinery like that, someone should teach you sure, how to drive
8: it safely. Use it safely. Okay. All right, okay. But just taking that class does not uh, imply or even force me to go get a license after I graduate I that, that, that class. Yes. It no, does. it doesn't. It qualifies me. It qualifies me to get a license. No, it's a completely different thing. A
7: certificate qualifies <laughs> you. You'll get a certificate, no doubt, stating that you've been passed. You know, you're you're considered. Sure, for, uh, I'm, I'm you eligible. You given a
8: certificate. That, that's just. But, certificate but I'm not compelled. Qualifier. Not compelled. I might be eligible to get one from a certain. So state you're telling or... me you could drive. A and those driving tests
7: also qualify
8: you're you you're to get you prepared to go out into public. let him finish rally
7: that's got nothing that's got nothing to do again that's just political who cares about what what political uh you know belief is about what's public and what's private and all this sort of stuff yeah we all live in the real world at the end of the day there's no real distinction because at the end of the day everything it's it's individuals forcing other individuals to do things that's what we're dealing with so in the real world everything's private all of it's private there's, there is no separation. No, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. Uh, I, w- I wouldn't say that at all, and I'm well, glad. No, but, it's, well, why not? Because that that's the fact of what you're actually dealing with. You're just dealing with people at the end of the day. You're not dealing mm, with some supernatural oh, entity. Of, uh,
8: unfortunately, we're dealing with a bunch of fictions that, that do no, have No, dealing presence. with
7: people listen, who believe
8: fictions. Listen, listen. We have, we're dealing with a bunch of fictions that have a heavy presence in our private world. Right, such as uh, uh here we call it Walmart. I forget what you guys call it over there, but people say Walmart doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Well, you better but be goddamn well believe it does exist, and it needs Walmart needs something to administer and regulate it when it's doing business in our private land, right? In our in our private area, because if if, not, if nothing administers that entity, guess what's going to happen? It will end up ruling you. Okay, so I know we're kind of getting into uh, what isn't we're the
7: what government is then anyway? If nothing's taking care of government, if nothing's keeping it in check and administrating it, isn't it going to end up just ruling over the, over the rest of us?
8: So isn't well, that well, what government what's, is? What you're yeah, what's talking the largest about? corporation in the UK? Uh, let's just say co- consumer corporation. UK
7: government, that's the largest corporation in the UK.
8: Not the government. It's the biggest no, no, expense like of everybody's life. A consumer corporation. The, the, the government. No, a consumer corporation.
3: Not yes, a political
8: entity. So it. It Just the answer the question, Dan. It's okay. Oh, Just answer, What is the largest corporation in England? I, I'll search it. I'll Google it if you don't answer.
2: What the, yeah, Face but, one. Uh, oh. Stop interrupting.
8: Ben, mind your own fucking business, you fat fucking drunk. Really? Face one? Yeah, fuck you. Well, get yeah, off the call then. I'm, I'm not listening well, in to you.
7: Exactly.
4: Mate, Screw you, too. You're you Don't speak to me like that.
3: Go uh, ahead, for ben. the record,
4: I am not associated with that guy that said that.
2: Oh, yeah, you are, Rodney Kay. Okay, Go I'm ahead, gonna, Ben. About, I, I told you this, w- this was Sorry. going to be a hard call. And so, Ben,
1: does uh, the accepted forgotten. value still works, or no? The, or, the, or do you still use the accepted value like I used to on YouTube? I'm speaking, Mike.
2: Then uh, I apologize. Yes. But I know they wanted me to have you on the call, which I was grateful for you to be on the call. And I knew that we were going to be tough critics. So I apologize for them.
7: That's okay. I mean, I, 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 I will, can put up with cricks. I can put up with people, you know, uh, trying to, you know, prove me wrong. That's fine. But obviously, there's no need to get abusive. So, yeah. But that's okay. That's. I mean, it's not your fault. So don't worry.
2: Oh, it, it it's not. But I'll unmute. Um, Money Mike was the last one who spoke, and then I will unmute uh, Aaron Face One, but stop interrupting Face One. Actually, I'm. you know what? I might keep you uh, muted because of the nasty names you called me. So, Money Mike, you're unmuted.
1: All right, and just you know. on the safe side, minutes, I wish but... to say I apologize to you, Ben, just in case, uh, just to be on the safe side. Uh, I only wish for a healthy dialogue, so if it kind of got, got out of control, so I will say if I offended you, would you be so kind as to forgive me?
7: Yeah, yeah, that's right. You, you haven't offended me. That's okay. We okay. can disagree. We don't have to, you know, offend each other. Yeah,
1: yeah. I guess I, I, guess I kind of developed this kind of little, uh, uh whatever, this gung-ho attitude, like, from everybody. Uh, it, originally, I used to try and ask questions, like, you know, to get clarity and stuff. But I had to realize, too, that I got to step back, too, sometimes, too. And, and even though science seems to, like, you know, be like what, what face one supposedly accused her of, uh, the bottom line is, you know, this is her show, right, Cheyenne? Your show, right? Yes. Okay, so I gotta do my best to hold back uh so then, you know, hey all right. I right, I yield back so,
7: what you was talking about the the A to v stuff and accepted value and things yeah. like that? He's asking about that? No. I don't believe that was exactly. exactly Exactly Vince.
2: Be exactly, Vince. So why did he even, even make that statement? He asked about the what you just got done saying. Oh you and said Why would he go into the other because I, apologize. I needed face mon, face one. I Hello? apologize.
1: I thought your name was I thought your name was Ben. I apologize. I thought it was Ben I thought this was Ben Lowry. I apologize. Hey Money no, Mike, can I, a, can I
6: ask him a question?
1: Go ahead. No,
2: that's Money Mike. No. Money Mike's first
1: yeah uh, i thought i thought his name i thought you said ben i thought his name was Ben I thought I heard okay ben, you end they, they up hard with, on these calls i apologize you end that's
2: up okay. going for um, a four v
1: yeah see that's why I mentioned it because uh th- this guy named Ben used to talk about that stuff all the time too, and he just ha he just sounded like uh he just sounded like that individual on there. Because I know the guy was also from UK, and that's why I also asked him. Because the first time, because the first time when I asked him originally, was the US citizen or not, and he said no, and it was like a you know, bell went off in my head. I'm like, wait a minute, you know. So sorry about that. I was just you know challenging you. No, sorry. sorry.
7: I, I don't I don't follow any <clears> of <throat> the free man stuff. Any of this um, commercial redemption beliefs. I don't yeah. you know, I don't follow any of that stuff. You know, my my, my approach is firmly with. What Mark Stevens has taught me and from what I've learned from, you know, understanding logic, reason, fallacies, stuff like that. And that's that's the approach I'll take. So I'll stay away from all of that political side of things, and I'll stay away from all those types of arguments. So... Okay, is it my time? Okay. Rodney Kaye, you're
2: next.
4: Well, I, I, I had a
6: kind a question or, co- or comment, but I think he might have covered it. Uh, He was given an example earlier, and you kind of shut him down about talking about Carl, but he was just using it as an example, I think. So how his pseudo-legal arguments are all bogus and don't work in court, you know, it's all Mm jibber-jibber. But, yeah, if he's got more to cover on that, I'd like to hear it one day without all the money mic interruptions. And and, Cheyenne is very sensitive. Like, when you keep talking about Carl, she gets – I guess he just doesn't like Carl. Maybe he has some issues, but yeah, he's just using as an example. Shane, so you kind of does that
7: mean you have his...
1: things to say, Roddy? You slowed his roll when he first started. Yeah, okay, not bad, I guess.
7: Right. Yeah, but there's still a lot of people who try to defend him and other people as well that I'm I'm against. And it's not the fact that I absolutely hate these people; it's the fact that I end up having to pick up the mess with a lot of people in my part of the world where I'm trying to help them up, you know, undo. The damage that these people have caused when they've had to go into court and they try using these silly tactics Thank you. and all this silly paperwork and it and it's you know it, it's getting less and less now because they, you know they they you know a lot a lot of this people is realizing like, them, yeah finished now yeah. It's, that for, it's been around for, what, 20-odd years. It's never worked in court, ever. None of this stuff has ever if, worked. If you check um, if you check YouTube,
6: there's a troll named uh, Jeff, uh, Do, Doazic. D-O-A-Z-I-C. It's on YouTube. He's okay. got some great yeah. Carl bashing videos, but he's on the call probably as Jeffrey12534, and he's kind of doing what you did without all his, you know, Without being so mean about it, uh, he, you know, well, you're not mean about it. Jeffrey's kind of mean about it, but he's just exposing. Hey, this is basically a new twist on the old sovereign citizen patriot myth that yeah. Carl's using. It doesn't work. I
7: mean, I mean, the sovereign citizen uh, thing never actually existed. There aren't such things as sovereigns. I mean, there aren't such things as citizens and sovereigns and all that. Anyway, but I'm just just talking from from a, a you know a movement point of view. The sovereign citizens never really existed. That was just a media creation. That came out of the story where there was a shooting in America and a police officer got shot, um, and they blamed that on one of these freemen on the land types, but then they just labeled them sovereign citizens. There was never a group that ever called themselves that. So that's a complete, you know, that that's complete nonsense. You know, and they, they like to try and link that term to the opca litigants and freemen on the land and all that, but that was nonsense that they never existed. The, the That's um, correct. The sovereign citizens, and I mean, even though I'm not on their side, I still understand well enough the movement and where it all came from, and and what they were and weren't talking about to know to know that, you know, to know that the. That was comes. some good
6: wisdom. That was some good wisdom. Yeah. You just inspired me to, to to capitalize on that. It's it's like the system's way of saying, look, you say you're a sovereign, but yet you're a citizen at the same time. That's
5: frivolous. You're crazy. Yes, yeah.
2: but let me let me correct the record, Rodney. I did not stop him from talking about Carl. What you just mentioned a while ago.
6: Well, I understand, but the way, um, maybe it's just the way you come across it. Kind of kind of harsh, you know. Sometimes, or it's hard to get your demeanor. So it, to me, it sounded like,
2: "Oh my God, shut up! You're talking about Carl."
7: <laughs> no, know.
2: Ben. Did you end up hearing me say anything about that?
7: I can't recall, to be honest, but yeah, I mean, it it, it does it doesn't matter. I mean, I don't know whether you're, you're you're for or against him or not. You know, I'm I'm just here to say my piece, and you know, anyone's free to challenge me on it. You know, so
2: yeah, I never said that.
7: Yeah, okay. I I don't recall you saying anything like it. So yeah, it's uh, you yeah. Know, and it, my it, apologies, I, mean,
6: I I didn't say you did. I was just saying the way it kind of comes across to me. You know, like I come across as a a-hole disruptor, and I don't even know I'm doing that, you know?
7: Well, That's the problem. We're on a Skype call. We're not. We can't. We're not even watching each other on a video, so it's difficult to speak because we're not face to face. And it's much easier because then, you know, when when someone's finished and went to talk and things like that, and it can be very difficult on Skype. And sometimes I do interrupt people, and they interrupt me, and it's no big deal most of the time, um, you know. But it, it, it is more difficult talking like this. You know, it, it's not. It's not easy, especially long conversations. You know, it's. Say it. you me earlier? Me. Pardon?
6: I said, you did interrupt me earlier, and I'll tell you what what I was going to ask. You and Russ, Russ is always talking about food. I was like, dang, man, are you starving? I was going to send him some money for food. He's always hungry. You're talking about cakes and stuff, so making me hungry.
2: The only time that I interrupted was when someone else mentioned something, and I wanted to go back to that topic. That's the only time. Carl was not mentioned. Oh, I just wanted to hear, way. I just, <laughs> Carl was not mentioned, unless I no, walked no. away, and I didn't hear that part, no, but offended. basically it was Russ sorry. and then I wanted those two to speak, and I moved everyone else out, and I'm so grateful that Vin is on the call, you and many other ones wanted to have Vin on the call. Now he's oh, on the yeah.
4: call. Thank you. You guys
2: were yeah. after my ass to get him on the call.
4: <laughs> did you get him <laughs> on or did he
6: pop up uh, unknowingly tonight? Because I didn't expect him on.
7: No, I've, I've been trying for a couple of hours to get my Skype account to finally accept. Yeah, I Yes,
6: I had us primed and pumped for uh, Russ. Uh, you came in, and that was pretty good.
7: Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll certainly, you know, try and get in at the beginning of uh, of, of your next show if I can call in then. And, um, you know, we can go, you know, obviously go a lot longer. I've actually got to leave for work in a short while. I've got about five minutes left and uh, it's four Let in the morning
6: for me. Let me ask you a question,
7: yeah. Russ.
6: Not Russ, uh, Vin. On the next yeah. call, if if Cheyenne permits, a lot of stuff we do is comes across as being interrupters or disrupting and a-holes. But if you permit, next time we're going to hold court. I'd like to hold court and really get, heat. you know, it may get heated, but it's all in good, you know, all for learning purposes.
7: Yeah, I'll I'll be happy with that. All
5: right. Yeah,
7: because it's, you know, and you don't have to tell me what you're going to ask me to begin with or anything like that. You know, I can hold my own with this stuff uh, at any point. So, you know, it's not like I need a script to work off or anything like that. Um, Yeah. We just, you know, just do it any way you like, and and the same no, people want to call in as so long as they're going to be polite. You know, I'll, I'll answer anyone's calls and, and any criticisms, and I think they can prove. Well, let hard. me
6: apologize for that caller. I think he's from Texas. We, we don't have a <laughs> on these calls, and people from Texas are supposed to be more hospitable.
4: Well, okay, I you I okay, Vin, you know. I'll have you on
2: uh What? What time next week?
7: Um, well, you start your show roughly about 1 o'clock in the morning for me, so I'll try and come on board around about then. So as soon as, as, soon as obviously your show okay, starts. Okay, I can
2: start it at 7 o'clock, if that helps.
7: Uh, the 12 okay.
2: o'clock, well, probably your time. Uh,
7: yeah, I'm it's guessing. 4 o'clock in the morning for me now almost, so um, whatever the time difference is, yeah, just work that out. And I think it's roughly around about between 12, 1 o'clock for me, so that that'd be okay. I'll work nights, or I'll work early mornings anyway, so I'm up. For the first part of the night, anyway, uh, as I am now, and I should be able to join the call, and you know we can have a much longer uh, session next time.
2: Okay, let's uh, line up. You Skype me, and we'll line up for uh, next week. I thank you so much for coming on the call. In That's the
3: okay, meantime, everyone,
2: everyone me. have questions for Raven. Uh, write them down. People will be muted.
7: With your nonsense? <laughs> yeah, so, okay, well, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on again. Goodbye, all, and I'll, uh, I'll talk to you again very, sh- very shortly. All right,
2: so, all right, blessings. Okay. Thank you so much.
7: Thank you, then. All right, cheers, then. bye. Is the
4: call over?
2: No, the call's not over. He hung up.
4: I was just going
6: to speak on his behalf. Uh, face One was just kind of testing you out because we're training you in case you ever see that judge one day. They're going to test you, you know.
2: Oh, really? Face One was very freaking nasty to me,
6: Rodney. He was nasty. He was nasty, but life gets nasty. I don't think he was just, that's his way of testing to see how you respond.
5: Well, I'll mute hold him
6: court.
1: out.
5: Mute that fucker.
1: It's kind of like in court. Yeah. Face One's a good guy. He really is. I think he meant well. Good cop, bad cop, yeah. Because you're not fat, right? Uh, No, I am not fat. Not you, (laughs)
6: Shannon.
2: (laughs) That's funny, Mike.
6: Shannon's not fat. I've seen pictures of her, so it wasn't applicable. No, I thought
1: you were asking asking me if I was fat. I'm sorry.
6: Oh, by the way... By the way, earlier I discovered that Money Mike disrupts by uh,
1: saying, I apologize, I didn't mean to disrupt. Uh, (laughs) Damn it. I
6: I caught you. uh,
1: Okay. I'll think about that next time. And you're on the Isle of Missa Toys. uh, We'll be right back. Hey, Money Mike.
2: (laughs) Yes, ma'am. Why don't you start on a call on Monday night?
1: Oh, you mean like uh, like mess, try and mess with uh, Mike's call? Yeah, good luck to that. I can try, but, you know. <laughs> I see what you're saying, though, but, you know. See, my thing well, is, oh, guys, it's w- like, I only have, like, a couple of people to get a hold of for the call. You know, and I don't know how to get a hold of everybody else to, to, to say that the call is going on. I only have to rely on a couple of people and, uh, and hope that they spread the word. See what I'm saying?
2: Nikkei, what do you
6: how do you feel about that? Well, Money Mike, uh, the way he does his calls is uh, kinda unique and I don't think it would the audience the the people, the common law people would really take on to it. it like wasn't, changes
1: his, yeah. yeah. It wasn't it was meant so much people. for the law people. It was just like I was just like an old bar person and I was I was originally trying to, you know, bring all the you know, like like I said earlier, like, you know, and Cheyenne knows that. Uh I was trying to bring all the ruckus over to my end, you know. So, to keep yeah, him away from the, way, the yeah. Right. Yeah, I think
2: way, that way, would be court on Monday nights. Let me tell
6: you yeah. what Money Mike has done. I don't know if I, I think he's doing it deliberately, but I listened to some of his oh, come goofy on. calls and the Chip Chip voices, and and you hear audio of stuff that is revealing. Uh, especially at the end, Carl's talking
1: about something, but I thought there Mike, was. Just, I thought it was just stuff that's just you know circumstantial or or it doesn't matter.
6: Money Mike is all Illuminati stuff. He's revealing
1: secrets in his videos or calls rather that you I don't see any I don't see any pyramids in my calls I don't, I don't know what you're talking about you don't see them in the call I hear I hear well, them. oh well then you better get off and get your Illuminati I'll out of this call <laughs> is that te- is that Southeast Texas I see over there where on China
5: Woo!
1: no
6: no, he's been trolling the other, I don't know, some room things got room or whatever.
2: Call recording has been... All
1: right, whatever. Um, <clears throat> I think you're just, I think Diane's just mad at me because uh, that one time I did the call and then I ended the call right when she was introducing me. <laughs> Colin was on
6: there for a little bit. Did Colin jump off? Here? Yeah, Colin was on this call.
5: What was that, Mike? <laughs>
6: Colin,
1: call or Colin?
6: Colin Derrick
2: was on this call, yeah.
6: Hmm. Did you hear him, Cheyenne?
2: No. What did Mike just say? I was upset with him. For what reason?
1: No, I'm messing with you, Cheyenne. I thought you were just mad because uh, that one day uh, I I started the call up and you and you started introducing me and then I and then I stopped the call right away <laughs> when the call recording has been completed and you're like, "Oh, you little shit," you know.
2: <laughs> oh well that's yeah. nothing Mike.
1: I know, right? Mike my, my calls are very insignificant, aren't they? I gotta have something oh, I, I gotta have a, I I gotta have a little more I gotta have a little more room for something, don't I?
2: I wouldn't say that, Mike. Okay.
6: My call you know, the, was very revealing. Yeah. On episode twenty nine of my call.
5: <laughs>
6: I revealed that people buy salsa just as an excuse to eat chips.
5: I, I, oh. I used to
1: buy... Wait, but I, I buy... Wait a minute. I buy chips just as an excuse to eat salsa. You ever think That's of that? That's
5: what I do.
6: That's what I do. So, so now people there's another... It.
1: Oh, my God.
6: It's gotten so bad money, Mike, that people actually Damn. buy chips now with salsa yeah. on them.
2: Damn. Okay, guys. Back to so the topic... Heard
1: so much for guacamole. Um.
2: Back to the topic, guys.
6: Hey, Cheyenne, uh, speaking of uh, topic, let's check on our brother and his sister. Uh, can you text or call Aquila
5: live and see if she's okay?
2: Go ahead.
1: I don't have her number. You do. Can you call her? You should call her while Hi. we're on the call or no?
6: Cheyenne's all FBI. The one you three three one, one, oh, one four two. Oh,
2: Cheyenne's FBI? Really? You got people running. emails, numbers? You, really? You know
1: I thought that was DTF. You or orga- whatever that organization is called. Well, I'm just putting
2: shit out that you have I'm no just clue.
1: I'm
6: just messing, but you do. Or is that BSO like Russ? Remember Russ? You got him. In the, you had that, his was email. That,
1: you
2: know uh, Go ahead. Go ahead, Mike.
1: Uh, no, you you're got doing, a go cold,
2: Mike?
1: Pretty soon, I, I just I'm gonna step out the, on the. Well, I'm trying to get a cold, but it's not cold out here in San Antonio. It's it's 76 degrees right now. At night. Is it?
2: 74 yeah, in Oklahoma
1: not today, man. It's hot. Again. It's. I tell you, we have two seasons out here: summer and not summer.
6: It's going to be 47 tonight, and freezing rain. What Friday morning?
1: Thank God, good goodness, goodness for that. Thank Donald Trump for that. Yeah, yeah. Wow,
2: in Canada? Aren't you in Canada, Mike?
1: I am not in Canada. I am in Texas. I'm the sorry. Where? I'm in Texas, San Antonio.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Gee,
2: uh, so you're not, did you have, did you end up having any uh, snow yet?
1: No. A little bit of no. rain. But A lot that, of rain? No. Yeah. It was cold. It did get down in the 20s, but no snow. And if there was any so-called flurries, I did not I, I did not witness it. It's probably too busy sleeping.
2: I tell you what, the weather this year is, is totally different. We're going to have a warm
6: winter. Texas officially, for a while there, didn't have any uh, officially uh, official salt, sand program trucks. They would have pickup trucks with just scrapers on the front running down the road.
1: Seriously. Maybe all this if it's, was just, if it's, huh? maybe, uh, maybe there, all if of, it was, yeah, go ahead.
6: For a long time there, if it snowed, like on i twenty, i ten, whatever. I mean, it was like a small situation. They didn't have a big budget or nothing because it just wasn't a normal thing down there. So a pickup truck would come out with like a blade on the front and try.
1: You talk about um, you talk about conspiracy illuminati stuff. I, I thought all this weather was just. Uh, I thought they did this all on purpose just so the Cubs could win the World Series. <laughs> 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 Notice how the worst, worst, worst weather in 108 years.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
2: no comment to that one. Rodney K, you like to watch that sports? Go ahead. Sports, like sports.
6: No, I like to watch like WWE. You call it that sports entertainment, yeah.
1: Undertaker in the Royal Rumble.
4: I don't like sports much, you know. I'd rather watch men in tights
1: greased up wrestling than oh, fighting over geez. the fall.
6: I know, it's a little weird, isn't it?
1: That's like that's, that's, that's glow, like from 1987 stuff. <laughs> it was still so pretty Rod- darn
2: good. Right. Ronnie, are you basically saying you're gay?
1: <laughs> I,
6: hope, I hope Money Mike didn't
2: record that audio. <laughs> she,
1: Cheyenne's recording it. <laughs>
6: yeah.
2: So bisexual, Rodney? No, but I'll, I'll pay for I'll pay for some if I have to. I'll buy some. Woo! Mike, stop oh. laughing. Oh,
6: I'll buy no. a bit. Hey, listen to this. Here's a joke. I'll buy a bit if you sell if you're celibate.
1: Don't sell me Get nothing. It. I ain't buying. I ain't Get buying it. it because don't sell it. I'm not doing it. Don't sell it. it. Sell it. sell a it. Bit. No, I ain't gonna sell. It. No, don't sell something <laughs> to me. <laughs> Buy it Sell a sell it. All uh, right. My first. What's the rate Ashley. on
6: these lizards down there in San Antonio? I haven't seen any in
1: two years, three years for you. Hot lizards? I don't know. Oh jeez. <laughs> Yeah, I
6: mean, I don't, I don't, let you know, do anything. I just let them in the truck. It's really cold outside, you know. So then you keep warm. It's humanitarian.
1: I really don't see many animals other way other than the roaches. Maybe I, know. I let them in. You know, in this
6: weather, uh, Money Mike is real cold. Yeah. I let them in the truck to keep warm and try to lead them to Christ and
1: stuff like that. That would be cool if I saw a scorpion though.
2: So what do you, what bugs do you have down there and um? Basically what bugs?
1: Roaches bigger than your butt. No, just
2: um, really? And where are they yeah. coming from?
1: They go well, that that they, they live they can live outside. You know, they I see them outside sometimes, but, but they'll still come indoors. Uh we them still. Me? Are you kidding? Am I kidding you? I am not kidding you. The exterminator,
5: Have you the exterminator,
1: man? just came over. I swear to God, the exterminator just came over here yesterday, and all of a sudden there's roaches there. Now I ask you, did he really, did he really uh, spray the place, or did he just put roaches in the building?
6: Look, look, Southern Florida is so moist; they're two freaking inches big.
1: Yeah, that's about right.
6: The cockroaches.
1: Yeah. Or Buicks or whatever they call it, or, now, or Now,
6: money 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 Mike hasn't told you, but the main bug down there, especially in like
1: spring or summer, is those daggum yeah. love bugs. They hook
6: up and fly in midair and splatter your
1: windshield. Oh okay, yeah. Later, yeah. Maybe yeah. we should go down to uh maybe we should go down to New Zealand or something and uh, get some of that weta action. Think of a think of a grasshopper the size of your toaster.
6: Maybe Law Fann can smuggle. A thing. <laughs>
1: yeah. Because, oh yeah, Law well,
2: pissed off at me.
6: You know, he's very easily pissed off, you know, like violently pissed off. Like he wants to uh-huh. punch somebody. Oh well he in, was in
2: pissed his off stomach, last night. In can I stomach? think? Oh.
1: I'm sorry. Yes. Last can
2: night he he was he was um pissed. I did a short call last night. And one minute he was nice, and next minute he just got nasty. And even Janine was like, "Oh my God, where's this guy coming from?" So Jeanine I muted him out. Dance. I hope I, I muted, never get that I, like that. I muted him out of um, the chat and the call. And the next thing Jeanine. you know, he put on Skype. Can I speak? Next thing you know, he put on Skype. How mean I was! Carl, Gus, Mike, everyone is nasty. Rodney K is nasty.
6: You sound like a uh,
2: gunnery sergeant Hartman.
6: I'm asking the questions here. Can I be in charge for a while?
5: Excuse me? It's probably when the number said, one cause be? of... Um...
6: You sound like a drill sergeant. Can I be in charge here for a while? I'm asking the questions here.
2: I'm just a Virgo. <laughs>
6: No, I said Janine can make a man do that. She made me do that on Monday, uh, Mike's call Monday. She she well, made fine. me flip. She flipped. She flipped my cord. Good.
1: She did. I gotta go back to yeah. that. That's, that was the last. That was the last live call she was on, right? Or was that? Or was that further back? It was a lot because I only did like two or three live calls. I only did.
2: It wasn't recorded.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's what a live call is. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> How do you call it? The number one, the number one cause of tension between talk to callers is uh, in abruptly or abruptly talking over one another, and we try not to. But one thing that does occur on these uh, with these calls and these phones is these sometimes a the technological delay and shit, and sometimes we try to, you know, like. Well,
6: I thought I was gonna have to contact Carl. To assert my domestic authority over Janine. It was getting crazy.
2: All right. <laughs> Good court.
1: I was a writer. Do you know, do you know if Carl ever apologized to Janine that one day uh, he was talking about like something he was trying to make, he was trying to talk about somebody and, uh, and then she says Obama or something and then, <laughs> and, then and then, and then Carl goes, what are you talking about? shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, Janine was all sensitive. I'm sorry. What's wrong, Carl? I don't know.
6: When Carl talks, Stockholm. I Carl
2: talks, I hate yeah. when people interrupt.
5: People yeah. When Carl talks, people
2: better listen. Yep. Mute out and let him speak.
4: Carl hates women. Who are you calling a woman?
6: Carl is actually the live version of uh, hashtag sandwich.
2: I'm so saddened by uh, Frank.
4: Yeah. I still say it's not over. I still say it's not over. I believe that. What do you believe is going to happen?
1: Back up on you just he, said, big boy. I think he had to make the police still just to satisfy their court. So now Carl is going to jump in with his common law ship, and game over. I hope.
2: But why didn't he already?
1: He couldn't because uh, because of uh, Frank <laughs> earlier made the, the whatever the confession or whatever. Because now he got he went they, he you know and once that happened, they got more jurisdiction over than you know what to do with a hashtag.
2: You're gonna overturn the um, confession?
1: Yeah, you would have to do it their way first, and have to try all that shit. But he I already took a plea deal. That. He
6: can't go to trial now. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Right. The
1: trial so what? Would
6: have solved everything. Damn it. Right. He never a close he was to freedom. Yeah. Right. So what? So happened? the
1: only thing is, so we got to figure out. So the only thing is, uh, we can theorize. If, if Carl has his, his feelings about what might have happened to Frank, and he's going to pursue it on, uh, uh, you know, for that, you know, that uh, he was harmed in some way.
5: Uh, I think
6: Carl has some animosity towards Frank and actually wanted him in jail. But if you listen to the arrest video on Gus Britton's uh, YouTube, uh, Patricia, uh, Carl's mom, kept saying that uh, Frank had ADHD, so there was a tension deficit disorder. You know, Frank's kind of not. A, I'm not familiar with ADHD, but Frank wasn't really able to to testify, I
1: guess. <clears throat> and I really thought they were just, um, you know, I thought uh, the people that, you know, like, lost uh, against him because, you know, when he got his kids back, I thought that's what they were also doing or just trying to, you know, get back, you know, get back at Carl. That's what I thought. You
6: know. Well, we've covered it, yeah. but you're not here when we cover it so. Mike. Uh, Carl hasn't had custody of his, children, any one of them, probably since 2010 or before, because some something transpired in Alabama oh. where he didn't, he didn't want to be around his children or the woman that had them, and okay. then she oh. gave them up, and the only one that took them was uh, Patricia, his, uh, Carl's mom. So yeah. Carl's mom had custody, mm-hmm. had legal rights to Carl's property. Carl didn't But was that in
2: writing? That wasn't in writing?
6: Yeah. Everything is on the document, or Carl didn't show up to say, yeah, that's my property. At uh, one time, when he when he had the chance, or whatever transpired, really? something went down in Alabama. Yeah, something went down in Alabama. Carl didn't want, didn't come forth and claim his children. I guess with the the wife that was with Scott or his woman, the mom that was with Scott Anderson. So when Carl wasn't there, because he didn't have father in that situation, uh, they turned it over to the next of kin, which was the mom,
4: Carl's mom.
2: So a, I thought they yeah, didn't mean, anyway. It's getting deeper and deeper.
6: Yeah.
2: Well, why do you think CPS just actually
6: showed up at the hospital for his uh, Down syndrome child? It's not because they were bored. It's because there was a history of some kind of issue
2: there, unfit parent or something. So they had to. Show that, up. that was his first child. With the boy.
6: Yeah. I'm just saying there's a pattern or something. It's just too much smoke not to be fire there. There was some domestic violence. CPS was called. They
4: contracted, blah, blah, blah. Carl's in a world of, you know, he's running away. He's running away from all his women. Well, I would like to see uh, that on Black and White. And then he wrote a song for Buck Cherry. Money, Mike. Do you remember that song by Buck Cherry? What happened? I
1: was away for a second. What what'd
4: you say? I said Carl, with all his women problems, he he ran
6: away from them. but he wrote a song for Buck Cherry. Uh,
1: well, one of them He's ran like, away hey. from him. What are you talking about? One of them ran away He's like, from him. <laughs> he, got
5: those, he got those crazy. Was <laughs> the, Indi- you know?
1: the Indian? Hey. The Indian one. Was it, it was uh, Cheyenne, wasn't it? <laughs> it was an Indian name. No, I'm sorry. My no, bad, it Cheyenne. wasn't
2: me. Sorry. <laughs> don't put don't me... Sh- don't even do that shit.
1: I'm only serious.
2: Hey, Cheyenne, <clears throat> are you single yet? Yes. You're single? Okay, I mean, and I'll I'm... I'll say that way. <laughs> How long no. have you been single? Why does it matter?
4: Well, last I remember, you were with somebody that
6: foreclosure or some The you know, house—I don't want to go into it, but yeah. Wonder if you—you know—if you're, if you're not seeing anybody right now, hey, let's call me.
2: Okay, back to Carl.
1: I don't like pit bulls, but you' will get a Shih I
2: love my pets.
1: Guess I talked about Gus Breton a few, little, few minutes ago. Where, where has he been, Gus? Where has he been?
6: I think he has detracted from Carl and he's gonna reveal it in March. Oh March,
1: okay.
2: I heard he got married.
1: Well I was wrong he about uh, Carl. Yeah. I was wrong about Carl speaking in January, so let's see uh let's see if your premonition comes true.
6: But on that last call Carl did in November, Gus mm-hmm. wasn't even mentioned or monitored to the board whatsoever.
2: Okay. okay, back to Gus. He got married and he's now staying away.
6: True and untrue. Yeah. yeah, he's he's pretty much not even doing his own call. Right. Think who did he,
4: from, who, think who huh?
2: did he marry?
4: Hopefully it wasn't Carl. Pardon? I said hopefully it wasn't Carl. I said, it
1: wasn't Carl. Joking, myself, okay. Or Krola. Uh-uh.
2: Aquila wants to marry... <laughs> Aquala <laughs> oh, wants, no, wants to marry.
1: Always. No, she wants to marry. No, she wants to marry Bob. She wants to marry Mel no. <laughs> Hey, would you <laughs>
2: call she
6: her? already, already has. Okay. No, no.
1: Aquala oh, already
2: has. Oh, Aquala
6: oh, already. has. Really <laughs> Seriously, Cheyenne, will you call her and see if she's okay?
2: No, I'm not. You can. Why? I don't know her
4: number. Will you give it live on there?
2: No.
1: Five day. two or three hundred.
2: Well, well, at least
1: text her, would you?
2: No, you can. I'll have her There you go. Go and Skype. Keep the moment I did. She won't respond. Well, I don't know what to tell you. She
6: told she told me in law, Fans she was sick. That was Sunday.
2: All right. Anyway, keep it. she's t- she's also planning her wedding later. with Carl, and she's gonna have two kids.
5: Oh God, that's gonna
2: a male be
6: a and a female family there.
2: And I said, "Well, how are you planning on your wedding when you're not even dating the guy?" Hello. Well.
6: Carl likes a certain type of woman, so if if she says
5: mer.
1: Carl enjoys it right there. Time for milking.
2: I worked with a female like that. She would end up um, having flowers dropped off at her work from a guy. And here she was actually sending the flowers to herself.
3: And Uh, she was uh, claiming
2: that she was dating this guy. They were going to get married. All this other bullshit. Some people just whacked. That
6: sounds like Rose. What's her name? on Two and a half men? What was her name? Rose? I have no clue. Oh, and guess what? Her her boyfriend's name, which was uh, a, a, a true dummy, his name was Manny Quinn. Mannequin. She had a mannequin
2: so back to cuss um so you think he's going to have a call on in march
1: if you go to his uh word nerds
6: uh, come on it shows something scheduled for march doesn't
1: it yeah yeah every day i look to it it says 97 days or something like that or
2: Now, I was told he was running from, from another charge. Now,
5: Uh-oh, that could be rumor.
2: What's the rumor? Spread the rumor. Well,
1: oh, you that, should ask, no. him if you, ask him if you can see the verified charges.
2: I stayed away from it. Uh, that's all I it heard. What right I hear is a po- po- polygamist
1: You would want to see it for the prosecutor, yes. Uh, <laughs> John,
5: how
6: did he get off a hole?
1: Answer me this, then. In Britain, is it possible to have... (laughs) Is it possible for your toast to land butter side down or up? Is this not true? (laughs) Especially when you have tea and crumpets or whatever. You could do that. Okay,
2: we have other people on the call. Does anyone else have anything to say?
6: What evidence do you have there's other people on the call?
2: (laughs) I'm I'm looking at the uh, chat board. Who's on there? Uh, Read the names and I'll tell you if they're people. Washington, D.C.
4: Colin, hey, how's it going? Central, Colorado. No, that's a troll.
2: Money Mike, you. Through at the, I mean, the that's attorney
4: what's general, wrong. yeah, there's central Colorado through so the attorney general guy.
2: How do you know that,
4: Vinny? No, I just watch. I don't know. Or Russ.
2: No, don't bring those things up. Mike.
1: Uh, I was asking, no. I was, I was wondering what it was about. So. I was just a, the I call is was... going
6: three and a half. Uh, three and a half mm-hmm. hours. Uh, the only, if, if I was going to continue, like if, if Shane wanted to, I would like to ask Colin a couple questions because he's talked some experience that he has.
2: All right. You want me to see if I can get him on the call?
6: On the well, King Four.
2: he's Washington. He's Washington
1: D.C. On the King Four, Colin. On the King Four.
6: Colin, he said he's are you
1: on the call?
2: Colin, are you on the
4: call? Or could your dogs
5: answer?
6: But I think we could really bring home the nexus or what creates presumptions and blah, blah, blah using his experience that he's talked on the the call.
1: Please, please, please please don't say blah, blah,
6: blah.
2: (laughs) All right, let me see if I can get him on the call.
6: No, it's okay. I'm kind of tired of that. I guess he's just... Pop in and out monitoring, but it's all good. Well,
1: he might help me fall asleep, you don't know. So. Oh, come <laughs> on.
2: <laughs> low blows. All right, guys.
1: Oh yeah, you're the king of low blows there, buddy.
2: <laughs> oh, earlier,
6: uh, money Mike, Cyan said that Shay's been quiet.
1: Hey, why is that though? I don't know, I don't understand what's going on there. You're not there, you don't know. But no no, the people that do lying, they do, they uh, she's so cute. I
6: like I like her little accent.
1: She's a, I'm sure she's real sweet,
6: but yeah, she got into some situation. Sure enough.
2: Well, she ended up in a lot of stuff. I can't understand her. But apparently in her huge house that she had she had <laughs> she had um Six other families living in the house. And then when they end up kicking them all out, she went to another location. But prior to that, she hid a lot of uh, assets. So I have no clue what she hid. Uh, Everyone who has tried to help her basically walked away. I
5: don't
4: know what happened. I wish her luck. Yeah, but I I did too. And if Colin's listening, he's pretty sharp to this stuff. I mean, he holds back.
6: Uh, He he was talking the other night that he he was skeptical because he knew something was fishy kind of deal. So Colin was pretty sharp on that shake stuff. She didn't have all the information. But once he read the information aloud and made it public and blah, 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 that set everything down pretty much. I mean, that was a perfect strategy by Collins. get getting out there. What the hell's going on? And, and there's no defense. Uh, Shay has no defense now because the truth is out there.
2: Well, apparently she doesn't because she just got nailed for uh, Auden, uh stuff. That's so really actually call. she's looking
6: for, um, she's looking at federal charges, correct? Should be if they pursue it. I think it's part of the process.
5: I'm not a legal
6: expert, but she, she's lucky right now. She's lucky they expedited it to a seven and went ahead and got everything organized because oh, she, she could have been
1: serious trouble. I think the prosecutors and the trustees had kind of winked at that and said, screw it, let's get it done.
4: she's mm-hmm. in a good position but yeah like i was saying for colin uh
6: when these calls get quiet and stuff and things are presented as uh you know i'm considered a disruptor an interrupter asshole troll and eh, it's just not intentional but when it comes to colin you know he's got some good information i would love to go into specifics about and get his, you know experience and try to bring it home
2: We got Texas on the call.
6: That's probably face one. He called in to apologize.
4: That face. Or is that the
6: guy that was on Mike's call the other night that uh, hung up?
1: Southeast? No, I don't know.
4: Texas. Hey, join in. Hey, Texas. Join in.
1: Oh, it's just Texas. That's probably face.
5: Hey, How y'all doing? Good good to see you there.
6: Texas. How you doing? That was Money
4: Mike. Texas. Who's that Texas caller?
1: No, this is Texas.
4: No, that I... Texas. Join the call. Hey, Cheyenne. Got a question for Money Mike.
2: Oh, I just moved him.
6: I know and thank you, but he says his friend that he helps out has uh a d d Therese, right, what schizophrenia I just wanted to rubbed off on my Mike
1: yeah what uh what was your question, sir? what do you think it was about
4: <laughs> what do I think what was?
1: I missed that because uh, I missed that in the uh, you are unmuted thing, when she unmuted me, so your uh, whole thing got oh, blocked I out. Oh, I
6: said, you have said your friend that uh, you stay with. Yeah. Or something uh you help her out, but she's got like ADD, Tourette's, and some, like three things. Try. She's got a trifectum. Asperger's. Yeah, Asperger's. And it has it rubbed off on you? Man.
1: No, no, it did not, nigga, 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 nigga.
2: Yeah, he's taking
1: her uh, drugs. <laughs> Taking the and, and doing what with them? <laughs> they don't. They don't work, man. They don't work. They're gonna They're gonna think. Well, how would you know that
2: if they don't work?
1: <laughs> but, so apparently, uh, uh, you, don't know. Know, don't
2: you know. no, Mike. Oh up.
5: I don't know.
2: Apparently, I I, I play the fifth. I play the fifth.
1: No wait. A I'll per- just drink this. I'll just drink this thirty-two-ounce here.
2: Apparently right. you already took them. I ain't doing What are you talking about? Uh, yeah. Okay.
1: All
6: right. He's got that Munchausen syndrome, I think. Will they keep people sick just to control them? Or make them you get something? Uh, yeah.
1: Careful. I know you. I know you mean something different when you say Munchausen. It's like you like my friend likes to eat houses or something. <laughs> yeah, so I'm muted. Right. <laughs> Hurry up and mute I'm me okay. before I uh make this call popular. Uh.
4: Call recording has been complete.
6: Anywho, I'll have to approach Colin at a different time and
4: I so make a paint to the,
6: the north. I'll call where we can get more serious with all these disruptions.
1: Unintentional, but well-deserved. I wish to always try to do like how you do, Roddy, like by asking questions all the time. But where I come from, um, the second you start like answering a question with a question, like especially in court... Uh, you, according to them, it would be a dishonor, or or like you you'd get into trouble by not like directly answering them. In their world, that's 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 my problem. So it's going to be a while before I actually trying to try to start being able to ask the correct questions in order to actually get them trapped in uh, the same way you did with Vince. Oh, you get that, Brooklyn? Oh, uh, that would like be
2: Vince. One, two, sure, Vin. Mike. Um, how many times have you been in? at uh, court? Three times. So you're a newbie. I'm a newbie.
1: I don't want to go to court. Well, yeah, I say, yeah, stay out of court. It's like you don't need to go out that many times. You can go on so many times it's like, you know, it's like you might as well just say, okay, take me to jail. And even if you're just going to supposedly to just uh, go there to watch all the all the court cases and trials, and not what
2: it makes you sick.
1: Money, mocks BS,
6: and he's only been to the food court three times, and that was just. Or am I? I am I
1: actually revealing something here? What's going on? Am I? Am I doing? Am I doing some uh, Colin Derek stuff on you, Roddy K? Don't, <laughs> no, don't reveal. Don't reveal oh, you don't, just, don't reveal. Anything. No, you're, just, you're in dishonor. You're in dishonor. <laughs> you keep your <laughs> private. <controversy>. Right. Private. <laughs> private. <laughs> Private and the public. Call is being recorded. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yes, but I want to tell them this.